0: It worked out perfectly for Bond. Like, everything, like, worked out, like, perfectly for him. But doesn't it always? It,
1: it, ain't <laughs> you ain't lying. You ain't lying.
2: James Bond. Charming, sophisticated secret agent. <laughs> Shaken, but not disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> a
0: mountain that I have to climb. It's so so
3: and as you can tell by the music, we've got a very different podcast lined up for you. Welcome back, shaken not stirred. Here it is. It is licensed to kill. 1989. What a year for movies! Kickboxer and Jean Claude Van Damme kicking it off. You know this movie was up against uh, Raiders of no, Not Raiders of the Lost Ark, but uh, but Last Crusade with Sean Connery um, when it came out. The original Batman with, with Michael Keaton. You know, we've got this dark bond going up against everything else. What's up, fellas? Welcome
4: back. Konnichiwa, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call kind of <laughs> <laughs> All
1: righty then. Glad yeah. <laughs> to be back to discuss one of my personal favorites. I think this is going to be a very interesting 90 Minutes. 90
4: minutes it's Michael longer than 90 minutes my friend this is this is an epic epic Bond film in my opinion this is I mean Dalton hits his stride it's a fucking glorious movie from start to finish I can't wait to dissect this
1: yeah
0: you said it best he does hit his stride in this like uh when we first see him he's serviceable but he does like kind of hit the mark on this um I'm excited I
3: mean like I said in the beginning so it's it's 1989. You know we've got the second, the second of a darker Bond, and this is the darkest we probably see until we get to the Daniel Craig era. This is one of the first Bonds that scored a PG-13. The 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 kitty Bond um, driving gondola through Venice days are long past us. You're three minutes into this thing, and this this movie takes a dark turn. So, couple of housekeeping notes. 1989, we've got uh, John Glenn back as the director, obviously the uh, same director as For Your Eyes, Octopussy, View to a Kill, and The Living Daylights. We've got Michael G. Wilson back here. Um, You saw Michael G. Wilson writing the the script for Your Eyes Only. He's back for License to Kill. Michael G. Wilson will actually return as one of the screenwriters to Skyfall uh, almost 20 years, 30 years later, actually. Now, sadly... This is the last movie screenplay adaptation from the great Richard Maybomb. So Richard Maybaum was the go-to screen adaptation writer for every single Bond, starting with Dr. No. After he finished License to Kill, he ended up passing away about two years later. So this is the, uh, the last movie that, that he had, uh, had a chance to get on, uh, to, to be a part of. Um, the original title for this movie was actually called License Revoked, but the producers were afraid that the American audience had no idea what the word revoked means, so they renamed it the License to Kill. There's that language difference that we have, I guess. Between... <laughs> they didn't even spell it right. Yeah. Hat tip Dutch Bomb fan for, uh, for that little fact. We can tag him. Um, tomato, but... tomato. Yeah, Gee, but it, thanks.
0: But it was, but it was originally <laughs> Fine, supposed to be. thanks, Fine, thanks.
3: <laughs> yeah It was originally supposed to be License Revoked, and they, they legitimately were afraid that nobody knew what the word revoked would have meant, so they changed it to License to Kill.
4: Well, I mean, it, his License to Kill was revoked, so, sure. yeah, I mean, it, it plays. The, the name plays.
0: Yes. Both play. License to Kill, way better, though. Way better. I concur.
4: Let's get into some plot. Let's wow. talk about
1: it. First, a uh, Bond movie post-Cold War, something completely different. We've seen it a little time before with uh, Live and Let Die with the whole uh, drug cartel. I love what I saw with the whole Sanchez scheme and the revenge plot that's a subplot with Felix and Bond. Awesome in every aspect, in my opinion.
4: I love it. Bond just went rogue, man. He's like, fuck the British government right now. I got to get revenge for my boy, Felix. It's like his one motive. Exactly. Doesn't care. Right. doesn't care about anything else. He's just like, fuck this. I'm ready to leave my job. Drop it all. I'm going to get revenge on this motherfucker, and that—that was his whole his whole game plan. I loved it. Ruthless.
0: Yeah, we see some like nasty kills, like gross, gross kills, and we see Bond at his darkest moment, shoving the suitcase in, like I guess he's like an FBI agent's like chest, and just watch him get ripped to shreds by the shark. Just watch him.
4: Fuck him. Kill him. Fuck him. Yeah, yeah.
0: Fuck him. Good buddy.
4: Like (laughs) Roger Roger that. Good buddy. Yeah.
0: At the same time, like, this, is, like, this is great. It's a change of pace. Like, no more of this lovey-dovey bullshit from Roger Moore that we're getting, and now we're getting some like, dark shit from Timothy Dalton. I love it.
1: What but, a terrible waste of, of money. Great scene, <laughs> which is tossed in a suitcase. It, 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 he literally <laughs> dumps
0: $2
3: million into the water. Like, it's a suitcase of $2 million. Uh, who needs
4: it? Who needs $2 yeah, million? Exactly. I exactly. Mean,
3: who, who, who needs it? But look, I, I, think you've got a bo- I think you have a Bond movie that's way ahead of its time. Yeah. Dalton was ahead of its time as as his adaptation of the stricter interpretation of fleming 's books most of, the, most of the darkest scenes in this movie were taken directly word for word from some of the original fleming books there's you know, there 's no stray from them. The books were dark they were they were serious, and the film series is starting to get back to that and you know, and obviously, if you, if you looked at it prior to when you adjusted for inflation, License to Kill was the least grossing Bond movie of all time. Now, obviously, as we mentioned at the beginning, it was up against some of the biggest blockbusters in, in movie history, right? It was uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade with Sean Connery and Michael Keaton's first Batman movie. Um, So, you know, so so we had a tough go of it at the box office. But what we do see 30 years later is the darker the Bond gets, the better the Bond gets, right? I mean, all of these Daniel Craig's are getting darker and darker to continue to get better and better here. So, you know, I love the interpretation here. I'm a huge fan of this movie. This is a a top five, probably a top three Bond movie for me, I think, when this whole thing shakes out. I'm an 8.5 on the plot here. You know, I I love the I love that you 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 see the development of of Bond and Felix's relationship. That not only have these guys been helping one another, but that they're actually so close. He's there for Felix's wedding. Um, obviously, the the events take take a turn. You know, when Bond decides that he's going to go to the you know the fictional country of Isthmus and is going to avenge his you know avenge his buddy. Tells him to go fuck himself. Totally goes rogue. I mean, my only part is I thought the the ending was a little the the ending was a little rushed, but overall, I think this is a
4: solid movie. Yeah. Guys, I'm, I I love how realistic the plot is. Yes. Honestly, it just like it's so different from any other Bond film. License to Kill is is basically anything that was coming out in the eighties. At this point, they were following the script of dark they they got into the to the Miami drug cartel kind of Miami Vice Hawaii 50 vibe of whatever was going on on TV at that point listen he had his his license to kill was revoked by the government he had no reason whatsoever outside of just pure hatred and bloodshed to go after sanchez and his cartel Like it wasn't, it wasn't an assigned mission. It wasn't, it was just Bond being Bond in his war path. Yeah. And I mean, you don't see that ever in anything else. It's Mm. completely original. You won't see Bond do this probably ever again. You know, you might see him do something on the side that is not directly approved by MI6, but ends up looping back in. He just like disconnects completely from MI6 here. He's just like, fuck it, I'm out.
3: It's such a stark contrast from any of the previous, what, 16 movies that we've seen up until this point. I mean, think about this. Two movies ago, James Bond in a white snow bunny suit is surfing down um, with the Beach Boys playing and then hopping into, you know, hopping into a, a glacier submarine and 3 minutes into this thing there's there's death and girlfriends being beaten and the, the person who's cheating the person cheating is getting their their heart literally carved out by Benicio Del Toro so i mean it's no wonder why fans were like whoa what the hell just happened here i think this movie is aged uh, while while everything we've watched to this point most of them we've said have not aged well this gets better and better and better
1: I fully agree. I was at a 9.0 overall on the plot. Like Bond had nothing after like Felix was clinging for life. No wife obviously. He's always had Felix by his side. Somebody goes after him. Sanchez crossed the man who had nothing to lose at this point. So Bond was willing to sacrifice almost everything for his good buddy Felix and Della who had a great relationship with him as well
0: I guys I gave it an 8 really strong plot y'all covered everything very unique something we haven't seen before Mike I'm glad you brought it up the island isthmus I can't even tell you like I didn't realize I don't know if I should even tell you all this I didn't realize it was a fiction island. <laughs> like I was watching yeah. the movie, and I was like googling it. Where the fuck is this place? And I'm yeah. like googling it, and like it brought the up like country
3: was, of Isthmus.
0: Yeah, yeah. It brought up like Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I'm like, where it's the, the fuck be, like, is Wisconsin? Animatic. Like, why is it someone like? Yeah, I, I was just like totally thrown off, and then like I finally figured out that it was like totally fiction
3: like yeah. central american
1: yeah. the, kind of I, okay. area i was I like where how is this in
0: cuba like
1: well that? i got some more bad news gulla gulla mm. island is also fictional just tossing it out <laughs> yeah. there in
4: binya gulla gulla to see and
3: to do that all we need now is yes yeah. to so pull just pull up gullah. the clip <laughs> <laughs>
4: You did say this thing was going off the rails, real. Yeah, quick.
0: I mean, yeah.
4: I mean, before you pull up the clip, Mike, I got, I got plotted at a nine. I, 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 loved it. I loved everything about this film. And, you know, it just, I like, like we touched on it. Just, it was just so original and so is. different, so different for Bond, and it was a good different, and I loved it.
0: Yeah, there's some things I don't like about it, and I, this is why I couldn't like go higher. And we're gonna, we're gonna talk about it. Uh, the love triangle. I fucking hate the love triangle. And I had to deduct points from that. Like this whole like romance between the two girls and they, they hate each other. They find out about each other and like Bond doesn't know what to do and blah, blah, blah.
3: That bothered me. Some of the romance scenes bothered me. It just yeah. more, it. Do, more does them well. Dalton doesn't. And, doesn't. That, and the ending stuff really annoyed me. Me too. The phone call with Felix at the end made you want to throw my remote at the television.
0: Unbelievable. I just like, like I hated that version of it, but good plot. Yeah. None, Not, none of those, those affected my, my
4: plot score. Yeah. yeah. Like, plot score was still high. You know, a lot of that affected either Bond girl ranking or conclusion ranking or something else, but it didn't, it didn't really affect the plot so much for me yeah. between those.
0: It was just the love interest of the love triangle. Mm-hmm. I fucking hated it. Alright, and
4: now uh, a quick break from your regular
0: scheduled program. <laughs> <laughs> and let's play together in the
2: bright
4: sunny weather. Let's
2: go to
4: go. I mean listen. I can assure you that we are
3: gonna be cutting that out of the podcast no no I that, I gotta that say, that listen,
0: listen listen believe who had in. who had gola gola island being played on their bingo cards on <laughs>
1: this episode on the odds were 25, 25 did, to one
0: drink now
1: yeah. i mean i thought it was <laughs> I,
3: I thought it was wild that i started with jean claude van damme dancing in
4: kickboxer yeah least, it's got it's got a s- same year it ties listen. in
1: with the whole fictional island it's got to say it yeah, Suple, yeah.
4: Suple had no idea that the intro was filmed in Key West, so it might as well have been fucking filmed in Galaga <laughs> Island. So he was like, "Oh yeah, it's filmed in Jamaica or where?" I don't even remember what you said. I was Did like, I, "Dude, that was fucking Key West for sure."
1: No, yeah. the no the quote it was, I said Bahamas, but the quote was oh Bahamas. Sanchez yeah. is in the Bahamas. That's what they said in the movie. So
4: no, nah, that was. he's like getting married in Key West, bro. Yeah, he lives in Key West. That house is actually available. Yeah, I looked it up. Moving on. Anything else on the plot? No. Nah. Good right. Good on plot. All
3: yeah. right. Bond performance. Dalton. Number two. Darker I, I than s- ever. I
4: said it. said it in the intro, man. Dalton hit his groove <clears throat> here. He took this Bond performance in stride way better than his original performance. I think he was, he was finally starting to figure out his own nuances on the role. And he really just started to feel himself. The movie played well into his strengths, first of all. I mean, outside of some of the love interest stuff that Trey touched on, like, Dalton's really not good at that, but a lot of the ruthless kills, a lot of the dark stuff, like this film was right in his wheelhouse. It was perfect. And honestly, I, I would have wanted to see more Dalton after this film because you know, he, he completely, completely blew his original performance out of the water for me. I thought he was great.
1: They you- say like everybody needs three movies and on their third movie, they should be fairly judged for their trilogy. I share the same idea. He should have had more. I wish we would have seen more. He killed a guy with an eel. That's badass. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: I mean, I, I added that into my guns, cards, and gadgets. But uh, he, uses, <laughs> he uses worms.
1: He uses worms. Uh, that's great improvising. Maggots I a guy, or
4: something like that, right? Maggots. Or, yeah, it's like it's like sea worms. Like yeah. No, we've
1: got worms.
4: <laughs> it, it's that's like, what we're gonna call it trembers.
0: <laughs>
1: We uh, Oh, Tremis podcast is coming next. But, like, we saw him in a suit. Then we seen him, like, scuba diving in, like, that giant, just, like, navy, no-name brand t-shirt. Like, when was the last time we saw Bond in a t-shirt? He just did it all, got down, got gritty, darker than ever, licensed, secure, revoked, blah, 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 9.0. Can't say enough about this performance.
4: The only thing I would have scored higher is if he just turned around and fucking... Off that shitty M in his fucking head, <laughs> like yeah. he just turned around and was like, the yeah, the I don't want to Defense, the yeah. anymore. Yeah. Bang, bam. Fuck you.
1: Then who put yeah. the hit on him? Because,
4: because because M sucks, but we'll get to that. M we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, we'll I, I think that. the um,
3: I I I know we're this is going to be you know I think you and I are going to battle on this one. But I really like Pam Bouvier as a as a as a Bond girl, but. Some of the chemistry scenes, particularly the early chemistry scenes with her and Bond, like when they, when they escape the bar fight and they're on the boat, those are a little tough. The, the classic Bond delivery of the martini, yeah. a little weak for me. But Bond orders a Budweiser too, which is actually kind of funny because he orders it with a lime, which is hilarious. Funny. Uh,
4: hey, don't knock it until you try it. No. and, <laughs> and, and look, Budweiser never with, a lime. Budweiser Budweiser with Budweiser a lime, not oh, bad. Dude, PBR all, and a lime, even better. I'm just saying. It. All for it. But, Shout out Sean Oliver for that, that little tidbit. Sean Oliver I, is a huge PBR on Lime guy.
3: But what I really appreciate too is the throwback to the previous stuff of the character, right? You get the opening scenes where Bond is leaving the wedding and Felix's yeah. wife is trying to give her the garter. And you can see him just shut down. And Felix's like, yeah, he was married before. It's so like you get the playback to
4: the, the history of this character. And it's, it's not forced. And
3: I mean, I'm an 8.0 on, on, on this one.
4: Oh, it's not forced at all, Mike. That's a great yeah. point. I'm glad you brought it up because there's not many films that actually reference Bond having a previous marriage or anything like that. And this one does, but it does it tactfully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's the last one. It's yeah. Good. And and you get just a little sense and it's it's put off very well where he just takes that emotion and, and pulls it back inside. Yeah. He just becomes cold, you know, like it just it's a complete shift from his like mentality. Mm -hmm. at the wedding. Like he was just having a great time. And then he just kind of reserves himself a little bit and pulls it in.
3: Yeah. And you see it some in the living daylights, but you really see it and you really believe it here. You really believe that this guy has the ability to charm the pants off of any woman that he meets, but instantly snap back into the cold blooded killer that you have to be to survive in this world of espionage. And he plays that so well. Better than almost anybody.
0: Yeah, I guys, I gave him an eight. Everything Mike just said is why I knocked points off to where I couldn't mm-hmm. have him go any higher. Like, his deliveries to your stereotypical shake and nut not stirred stunk. We have already know I'm not a fan of his gun barrel. So, other than that, there's one other, like, detail that he does in the beginning of the movie that I just hated. Like, he mouth-kisses Felix's wife.
4: Yeah, I was going to... He does. He does. I was going to ask him about that. that. Yeah. Like... Yep. That is uh,
0: weird. Yeah. So that happened. Multiple times. He did it twice. Yeah.
4: That happened. Is that like a British thing? Do like, I, Well, do she's they, American, do, right? But do they not yeah, the kiss? American. Like, Is that is that a, like a Bond thing? Or is that like a, a Felix I, thing? Like, are they swingers? I, What's going on? So no, I, think, okay. I, I
3: think that's a Bond making moves on his wife kind of thing. I, because, I yeah.
0: said my notes is possible side piece. Like, did they hook up before... Her and Felix, like, I don't, like, I've, I kind of cringed at that.
4: I will tell you this, too. Dalton's hair was terrible in this film. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> Even What's
1: in the photo, crazy? the photoshopped, uh, one of the promo photos, it looks nothing like him. I think it's a photo on Amazon Prime. <laughs>
4: His hair it's looked awesome. like shit. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, it's absolute garbage.
0: I, he, but like, he, it's the darkest. I like the dark aspect of it. I gave him an eight. I, that was,
4: uh, I was I was eight point five Trey I was with you, yeah. uh, we're we're seeing eye to eye on this. There's there's a few knocks <laughs> in this character, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. not enough. They're not enough to like completely no. slate this guy and just like say, no, All it's, right,
3: it's nitpicky it, across the board. He, it's a great yeah. performance.
4: He's got a great performance. Like I said, he hit his groove, but you know his hair sucked. There's a few <laughs> things here and there that you know really irked me about him, but. Yeah, Overall, he, he, I would want to see more of this Dalton. Maybe, maybe get a good hairpiece next time. But. Maybe. I
3: mean, it, think. I mean, think about it. He was in the uh, the Isthmus National Bank, and he rolls in with the big dick swagger and all the money
0: that he's like rolled up with. And he's like, "Oh yeah, I've got you know seven million dollars in cash. Here you go." Yeah, yeah. he takes uh, Sanchez like a quarter mil to the bank, man.
4: <laughs> oh, he like, was he was rolls taking, in that to the bank. Yeah, yeah, no problem. And then and, uh, they'd send Lupe in to fucking win the money back, Lupe. and he knew it right away. <laughs> send him down to clean the clock. Yeah.
1: We even had uh, Timothy Dalton doing most of his own stunts throughout the movie until production had to step in. Tim, you almost died twice. No more. We'll no talk, more. We'll talk to her no it later more. about the, the, ta- the tanker chase. He almost exploded himself. The final scene, he shot that himself.
4: Alright, Tim, we'll I don't want any more bullshit. All right, from anyone. Do me a kindness. That includes me.
1: <laughs> Do me a kindness. Don't die. Now we got flies over the god. Don't spit. slam the
3: fucking door. <laughs> All right, Tim.
4: Tim, would you? What? What's the goddamn line say, Tim? <laughs> Cue the Winnebago
1: out. man clips.
4: You give me a fucking towel. I'm blinded by this yeah. fucking hot light. We gotta oh, sneak Tony. a
1: Winnebago. Tony. <laughs>
0: your mom <laughs> what the fuck is that?
4: Poor fucking Tony. Tony was getting fucking castrated. Tony it's crushed. all fucking. He's getting delicious. bodied left and right in that fucking
0: clip. Uh, one but, fly, two flies.
4: All uh, right, we got flies here. Uh, yeah, Tony, just do me a favor. Make sure there's no flies over the the headlight. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, <sighs> all right. Uh, we'll collect ourselves and then. Yeah. uh
0: We'll talk about Sanchez
4: after we talk about Winnebago man. We can yeah. talk about
3: Sanchez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who's who's the real villain in this movie? Is Sanchez or is it the Winnebago man? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: hey, the Winnebago man is really a hero. He's not a he's not a villain.
0: Yeah, I need that documentary ASAP. It's so good.
4: It is really good. It's really good. Oh, I needed that laugh. That was a, that was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. That was a good one. Whoa, <laughs> are
0: All right, we talking villain?
4: we're good to get into uh dirty sanchez
0: that's what i have in my notes too
4: (laughs) yeah dude dirty ruthless (laughs) dirty sanchez doesn't give a fuck
0: doesn't give a fuck bro i
4: think one Um, of the most
0: violent villains yet yeah
4: (laughs) and he's and he's got an iced out iguana dude
0: the iguana we talk about all these like bond villain characteristics the iguana is the best
4: but i hated the iguana I, hate I it. fucking
0: loved it, dude.
3: I hate that it. Is... It didn't make any
4: sense. No, dude, he's got all it. he's got all these diamonds around his collar too. He's just chilling. Yeah, like, yeah dude. Iced out. It's just such a What's weird up?
3: it's just sitting like feeding it. Like it's so fucking weird.
4: Lupe <laughs> hates it and then loves it. Like goes from back and forth. Well, let's get our let's get our introduction to yeah. uh Mr.
3: Sanchez. What did he promise you? His heart give a result
2: no (laughs) no i didn't mean any harm
3: i mean it's vicious yeah i mean this is this is not your roger moore james bond villain here kids
4: hey he's one about to rip this guy's heart out as he's still beating the heart is definitely still beating as he's gonna pull it out Mm -hmm. and second of all that guy kind of looked like ross from friends i'm just gonna say (laughs) no poor guy Poor guy for getting in bed with Lupe. There, I mean that's but, one hell,
3: that's one hell of an introduction to a bomb, to a Bond villain, though.
4: Absolutely, yeah. and it just shows he make, he likes it rough. Man, he he brings the whips and chains into the
1: bedroom. He yeah, fired but, the shot too. He fired the gun. Normally, it's a henchman who does the dirty work.
0: Yeah, he he whi- like you see it later. He like whips her in like the lower back. Yeah,
1: and even on her ass. Like I'm it was just, like.
0: What's weird
3: about that one though, is like, he alludes to the fact that like her escapades are getting more creative, whatever the line is. Like
0: apparently she does this all the time. So yeah, she just like, just sleeping around, like scared of the guy. I don't, I don't know. But like for,
3: and what's weird is, is someone of, as we'll start to see later in the film, someone of his diabolical and controlling stature letting this woman leave the board i mean the, the guy controls the entire country right he's got the president on he's got the military on payroll somehow she's able to sneak out of the country and go find gentlemen without him knowing about it that
0: yeah
4: you know, I, I can on that a little bit but listen i can only lupe, assume
0: the guy worked for him that's yeah. the only thing i can think of they got worked for him
4: lupe should have really went with dario mm-hmm. Because Craterface Sanchez is is not pulling Lupe there, but no. I mean, I guess, I guess it's the money. And the money. Dario, Dario probably knows a little bit more about getting into the bed with the boss's fucking woman. So yeah, maybe maybe you worked for him. But I I liked
0: uh, Dario's like it, the way he like swiveled the knife and like showed yes. the knife. He's about to yeah. carve this like dude's heart out,
4: and I'm sure he did. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was like, my
0: favorite part of the scene. Yeah, I like mean a, but the like you know, but,
4: a living heart just coming out of the chest. Yeah, I mean, but, I, like but you, but you the can see it though. You can d- see Dumb it. and
0: dumber style.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the
3: beginning but the beginning, but the beginning of this aside, I mean, I, Sanchez to this point, Goldfinger lives in a different in a different category because of that movie and what it meant to the series. But when we're talking about pure villain with capabilities and all of these things you got to put Sanchez probably up, up in the top one, two areas. I mean, the guy's got, you know, the guy's got, the guy's got drug money. The guy's got presidents on payroll. The guy runs an entire country. He's, you know, he's bringing, he's bringing drug dealers in from the far East to be part of his, his drug network, his interactions with bond, um, you know, Robert Davi playing this character. You both love him for his charisma and hate him all at the same time. I mean, I'm a 9.5. It is a fucking phenomenal performance by Robert Davi here.
1: Yeah. I share many of the same points. I'm at a 9.52. Drug dealers of the world. Unite was a line. He got everybody connected. Everybody wanted to heal his plan, wanted to be involved. He had the president on his payroll. Guy sounds familiar. The pet iguana. I think he wanted one-eyed Willie's treasure. Robert <laughs> Davi was awesome in every aspect in this movie. Good actor too. We've seen him the year prior in Die Hard. Goonies great behind the set too and they said he came up with many uh, lines behind himself on his own and a few years after the movie came out he was vacationing in South America and got kidnapped by some South American drug lords who only wanted to tell him that they enjoyed his portrayal of a drug lord in the movie license.
3: <laughs> That's fantastic. It's
1: kind of like some simple Jack stuff in uh, Tropic Thunder. Uh, Tropic Thunder like where they were worshipping him no harm, no foul. They just wanted to tell him they enjoyed his portrayal of a real life drug dealer. That's fantastic.
4: Nice, uh, Mike. I, I agree with your your sentiment on him as a Bond villain. I'm not gonna say you know one is better than the other, but I would put him two I would different put characters. Him- I'd put him in, in a top tier. You know, he's, he's probably close to Goldfinger and Scaramanga, in, in my opinion. Uh, Sanchez is almost a perfect Bond villain. He's diabolical. He's ruthless. He's wealthy. You know, he's, he's got a significant control over the people around him.
3: But he's got the Bond villain X factor where in almost every other scene, you want to like him because he's charming as shit. He's charming as all hell. And in different parts of this movie, and like he, he makes you put your guard down. And then as he continues to play this character, as you get to the later parts where you know Wayne Newton's place is starting to go on fire and things are starting to go haywire, you can see him going from the, the composed wannabe businessman to just basically the
4: ruthless thug in his actions, exactly. which is what
3: you expect, and it's played well and it's done well.
4: Yep, and you can't fault... The interaction between Sanchez and Bond here, because no. Bond has to win Sanchez's trust first of all. He does it, and then you know they have a a, a short period of time that they're back and forth, and they're actually vibing really well. Mm-hmm. And then they realize, well, and the scenes between them too, are great. Like the, the chemistry scene, the between the actors great. are awesome. But once once Sanchez actually realizes that. I mean, he, he knew that Bond was a British agent. He didn't know exactly what his standing was at the time. It just, you know, kind of foggy there when they start talking about it. But once he realizes that he's just like, oh, maybe this isn't the assassin that I might need in my squad. That's when, like, you get a little bit of the souring of that. And, <laughs> and it, it kind of goes south from there. But while, while they're kind of feeling each other out, th- those scenes are great. And you can see like the the connection between Bond and Sanchez there.
0: Yeah, it. I gave him an eight point five. Um, I he had some really like gruesome kills, like we talked about. Um, I can't remember her name, but Felix's wife, yep. like Ella. Yeah, we don't see her. We don't see her, but she's dead. We see Felix's like leg get chopped off, and that was his whole plan. Like, oh no, no. We're not going to kill you, bro. Like, we're going to freaking change your life the rest of your life. Trey, and then,
4: raped. Raped and dead.
0: Raped and dead. Hate to see it. Uh, blows up crest. Like, gruesome, like, head. <laughs> like, just <laughs> explodes. Like, gruesome. Yeah. What, I, the one negative I have on Sanchez, and y'all were just talking about it with, like, him and Bond, is the fact that he was so easily influenced by Bond to have him like completely turned on Crest, I didn't like. He, he just met Bond like a day ago, and he's already like influenced by, by Bond's like Bond's decision making. Like, I didn't care for that. Well, and I mean, look, Crest, if it wasn't for Dario, was, like
3: ten million dollars of his money, and he has no idea yeah, how how it, it happened.
0: Sure, all that just fell into place for Bond just to kind of like it. It worked out perfectly for Bond. Like everything, like worked out like perfectly for him. But doesn't it always?
1: It, it, you ain't lying you ain't lying <laughs> um and sanchez had that quote exactly what you're saying he doesn't care about money he cares about loyalty he saw a fault and crests his loyalty right there and that's why he made the decision to explode yeah. his head in the decompression Exploded his
0: head. It was so gross um and if dude and if it wasn't for dario like catching like bond in the factory sanchez probably would have never like figured it out
1: even the little things he didn't like. I think the note uh, that was left on Felix, yeah. he disagreed with something that ate him. That that's was great. A,
0: that's another plot hole. Like, I, I wanted to see more Dario.
1: Like, he just, we'll like, get to I, it. I wanted to see more of him, and I didn't see it. Like, there's always a scene where like, the <laughs> it's because he's beautiful,
4: goes off on his <laughs> own and goes <laughs> after got Bond. such a beautiful face. We don't see that. <laughs> Frankie four fingers.
1: Anyway, moving
3: on. So, Bond girl. So we got Pam Bond Bouvier. Girls. we got Lupe. Yeah, there's two here.
4: Yeah, Mike, you love this Bond girl. So I I love Pam
3: Bouvier. I'm um, gonna let
4: I'm gonna let you lead this, and I will I will slate her because same fuck Pam Bouvier. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I, I, go I, ahead. I I disagree with
3: you. So I denounce that statement. Huge fan of, of Pam Bouvier as, as a Bond girl here. So she's introduced. As a as a DEA informant working with Felix Leiter against the cartels, so she's already an outlaw. She's done some work with Sanchez. She's clearly you know either a fast boat or a pilot driver. She's run drugs for them. A motor boater. She's ca- she's carrying shotguns. She knows how to fight. She knows how to handle herself. She's a rough and tumble lady. And then all of a sudden she goes and get herself cleaned up. And I, I don't care what you say when she goes from long hair to short hair and comes to the, the casino table with the short hair. She looks unbelievable, unbelievable. And, and I know it's a personal preference thing, but her with the short hair, she looks drop dead gorgeous, phenomenal.
4: That's enough for me, dog. Yeah, yeah. no,
3: I, I, I disagree, <laughs> just, just straight disagree with you the straightest you. And Same. throughout the entire movie though, like unlike the rest uh, unlike the rest of the classic strong bond girls who become like brainless bimbos towards the end, she's useful throughout the whole point of this, of this movie. She she never loses that that component of her character in the beginning that makes her so good. She is still driving the truck or flying the plane or like part of battle sequences. Unlike some other women who have played Bond girls who halfway through the movie just completely become, you know, useless characters and they've lost everything that was great about them in the beginning. They don't take away the the ability and the independence and, you know, the the goodness in the character. And that and that is my defense of Pam Bouvier. There's- I
1: second I second that. I'm with you. Pam was a strong Bond girl. Kick ass power moves. She got the job done, and uh, she uh, robbed Wayne Newton. So that was pretty cool too. They here, didn't love the piece. hair, but besides that, I liked her. But here's don't.
4: my piece on Pam Bouvier. She's a badass. I will give her that, hundred percent. But as a Bond girl, she's completely overshadowed by the villain girl here. Lupe is a way better character than Pam Bouvier. Lupe survives. Uh ruthless villain and plays the game between villain and bond and somehow doesn't die in between all this.
0: she's She's cheating on him.
4: She's she's cheating on this guy. I know she survives. Like how many villain girls actually survive in the whole cinematic, you know, realm of bond? Not many.
3: But my pushback to you is you're not going to drop points on Pam Bouvier because Lupe was a good bond girl. It doesn't take away I'm, from the fact that Pam Bouvier is a good Bond girl.
4: I'm going to say that it's going to drop points because the villain girl is overshadowing your Bond girl. It's the same way as if your henchmen overshadow your villain. It's, it shouldn't so, happen.
0: So are you scoring it as Pam Bouvier is the Bond girl and Lupe is just a supporting character? Correct. Okay. I scored I, them both as Bond girls.
4: I don't, I don't really put Lupe as the Bond girl here. I think Pam is the Bond girl. I mean,
3: I mean Pam's the, the primary Bond girl, but, you know, you, you get multiple Bond girls here, but Pam, I, yeah. Pam's the primary Bond girl. I
4: didn't, I I didn't score it as Lupe so, as the Bond girl. I scored it okay. as Pam being the Bond girl. I think that she, as badass as she is, I think that there was too much emotion there. There was too much jealousy, there was too much in between like Trey touched on in the plot points that this love triangle was shit yeah that affected my bond girl score, yeah because I didn't think anything of that it was yeah. it was all it was all shit
3: see I, I put that into a into a later score um it, just because you know i I had that I had that elsewhere just because the the like like Part of the reason I have her as an eight versus like a nine, for example, is her romance scenes with Bond I thought were forced. But I put a lot of that on Bond. I didn't think she was bad in those scenes. I thought Dalton was bad in a lot of those scenes. But they also wrote these weird things where all of a sudden Pam Bouvier and Lupe fall in love with James Bond where there wasn't enough scene to warrant it. So I'll agree with you there. For sure. Now, look, to, to Lupe's credit, she ends up with Kareem Bay's son at the end of the movie. So, yeah. Yeah. Who's she, that. She wins. What consolation. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who wins this whole movie? It's, it, it's, it's Lupe. She, she, get, she gets it with President Kareem Bay Jr. Yeah. And
4: President yeah, Bay.
3: Presidente Kareem El Bay Jr., Presidente. Uh, the island, no, oh, El Presidente
4: Bay. El Presidente Bay. <laughs> El, El President Bay, you know it's, you know, it's going to be the title of this of, of this podcast, right? DJ, would you score it? I had the Bond Girl at a six point five, and that was driven strictly by Pam. Okay, uh, I, uh, I I agree thought with you. I thought she was she was good as like a badass chick, but yeah. I I wasn't believing the romance for one, and like honestly lupe was more of a badass than her lupe was playing both sides of the fence like pam pam can get involved and get involved in the action but lupe had to balance like being the i guess mistress or woman of a drug cartel leader and then also balance like being a independent woman with bond so like how she can go in and out of that palace and like Sleep a bond, go in, take the take the boat out to go shopping or whatever. Like that that yes. whole scene, you know. It was just like, to me, uh, I think Lupe overshadowed Pam. That affected Pam's score for me, because I don't think I don't think that she did enough to really warrant a high Bond girl score here. She was a badass, sure, but she wasn't anything noteworthy.
1: Yeah, you made some great points in defense of Lupe being the. Co primary one in overshadowing, I like that. I'm at a six point five as well. I did like how she was the first Bond girl to ever drink his signature martini. That was pretty badass with that. But I hated
0: her delivery though. Her delivery stunk out loud. Well she's not stunk deliver so who gives it's, a shit? Yeah. Yeah, but it still stunk, Mike. Hey,
4: let's it, let's
1: not let's not pretend stinks. like it ding. Then at the yeah. end,
4: it stinks.
1: <laughs> Q had two at the end, and he didn't even deliver the line. So, uh, listen, save the Q talk.
0: We got we'll a lot of Q there. talk ahead. We we'll got a whole there. lot of Q talk ahead. But Pam is an absolute badass. She's not. I don't. She's not my type. I don't think she's really that attractive. Until there's one scene. There's one scene where like I my eyes kind of popped out of my head. I was like, okay, she can get it. I would. Is whenever she like stripped down in like the boat, like Cress's boat. I was a fan of that. Other than that, she kicked ass. Like Mike, like you mentioned everything, man. She's driving. She's a pilot, former army pilot.
3: Yeah, she's a former, she's like a former army pilot. I mean, she, yeah. A- she, and um, and again, the part that I really liked about it is they didn't take that away from her because yeah. we've had so many badass women who like in, in like the middle or the end of the movie when it counts, they just become like the useless damsel in distress write up and i love
0: that they didn't do that here. They 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 did one thing that i hated. She had like a merry good night moment where like Dario just got grinded to hell. Uh, Bond is like like the, holding on for dear life. Yeah, but she
3: doesn't turn the uh, the grinder
0: and off. Yeah, she's yeah. like are you okay? And Bond's yeah. like turn the fucking machine off. Like turn the bloody machine <laughs> off
1: yeah. with the light behind it making yeah, yeah. her look like an angel in that white robe.
0: Yes. Yes. That, there was that scene. They didn't do her justice that they kind of like they fucked her over on that scene. So I didn't really hold it against her for that. I like Pam Bouvier is or Bouvier, Bouvier, whatever, not, not the greatest Bond girl name. I don't know. I gave it a six. That's uh factoring in Lupe. I, I, Lupe, she took a lot of risk, but at the same time, she didn't do much for me. She's hot. That's about okay, let's, it. Let's
3: let's let's take a quick look at both of these Bond girls. In the same scene.
4: Fire. Look at how terrible Discount that to, hair is, though. Would you get oh, the medium dry for on? What a <Shake>. of- <laughs> Not stirred.
0: Terrible. Yeah, not a great. Terrible
4: hair. Wow. delivery. Terrible hair. Boogie yeah, looks great there, though. DJ, no, your hair—your hair is Just longer know. than hers.
1: Both. Yeah. Wonderful dress. Ooh, My yeah,
4: hair it. is definitely longer
3: than hers. Yes. Right? Yeah. I mean. Sure. Lupe by far is the better looking of the two I mean Lupe is oh, just yeah. drop dead stunning mm-hmm. maybe it's just my type but Pam Bouvier does a lot for me in this movie
0: you like the short hair
3: no I've defended no. it a couple times on this podcast Yeah, uh, I'm I, can't,
4: I can't get into it I mean we, we might get crucified over this but uh, I, it's not for me
1: same <laughs> no comment
0: Pam is a wonderful woman She's a very good bond girl, just is not just not she, my type. She's a
4: badass. She's a she's good a bond badass. girl. She's a just, badass. Trey, I, just, I, I the, agree with you. It's, it just <laughs> doesn't float my boat.
0: You know what? Like your badass Bond girl, she's a six. A six is a decent score for a Bond girl. I mean, look I That mean, is
1: that is true. We've had some disasters, but we've had some what you say. I mean we don't have we, we don't we have a shot shot.
4: good night Tiffany Case here, so like she's you know, no Tiffany done. Case. It's it's yeah. a middle of the road Bond girl score for me.
1: She had a shotgun under the table, so I wouldn't say anything that might anger her because she could kick all of our asses. No doubt, and she's, like,
4: she's not in. She's not in the epic like tier proportion. She's not super, super Bond girl, and should be held accountable for you yeah. know the rest of the franchise. But she'll she'll probably fall somewhere in the middle.
0: Listen, yeah. just out like the bar fight, she's like crawling out of the hole. Bond does a terrible job. I'm going to mention this. Bond does a terrible job, like covering like covering her because she gets shot right in the back and like
2: yeah
0: it, it, what's bond doing just fire a couple of shots in the hole like l- let her get in the boat and she gets yeah. shot in the back i thought yep. was, I, I thought it was a terrible
4: look for bond there you're right trey i think and i then, think we beated this category to death no, no, no. and oh, then here's not another yet? not yet yeah, yeah you, yeah, you want to beat, it? beat yeah. the horse some
0: more i listen listen this just this just came to my head she immediately starts making out with bond on the boat like <laughs> how easy is this girl
3: yeah yeah, the scene the scene met. that that scene's a little rough. <laughs> the scene's rough.
4: Rough.
0: I
3: mean, I look, mean, but it's but it's, that, it... it's that great hair in British accent, obviously.
4: I was gonna say, who wants to make out with a guy with that hair? Like <laughs> 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 honestly, in this film, like Jell is not Timothy Dalton's friend here. No, hey, just, listen. Like, it it what? is terrible. His hair his hair is shit.
0: A Budweiser with lime is a magical drink, apparently. <laughs>
1: We should have all had those. We dropped a ball on this one. Yeah, before. we did. Fans, I we apologize.
0: I, I needed like a... It looked like a little Red Stripe bottle,
1: bud, too.
4: Hooray beer. <laughs> Th-
1: this was pre-Iguanas, too. So Quarrel we-
4: wasn't in this film. Leave hooray beer <laughs> out of this. All right, all right enough, enough of Bond, girl. Yeah. Guns, cars, gadgets?
1: Come on, that toothpaste is awesome.
4: We were talking guns, cars, gadgets, yeah? I mean, there's some... There's some great. There's some great stuff in this movie.
1: Dead Denied toothpaste, the cigarettes.
4: What about the shark hunter? You had the the whole shark hunter, I guess sub or boat, whatever it was.
1: That looked familiar. I think we've seen that in a, mm-hmm. a movie too.
3: Me. I mean, he's got he's got an underwater manta ray suit that he's wearing to be hidden from. From the fucking submarine, he's wearing a, sub, a manta ray cloak. I mean, look, yeah. like we're getting back to realism, right? It's not him in the Roger Moore crocodile submarine. It's like, while funny, it's actually believable. It we is, al- and we also get we also get in a uh, you know the first of these, which I actually totally forgot about the palm printed signature gun. When it came to the yeah. sniper rifle, we see yeah. that later on. I see that later on in Daniel Craig. So, look, I think Q Branch delivers here, and obviously, I mentioned it earlier in the podcast. But James Bond uses his most successful weapon of all time, and it's throwing worms in the face.
4: (laughs) In the Eos, that's a reach for me. Throwing worms in the face, okay. But we, I don't don't know, I don't know if I would chalk that up as the most successful as bond's kills but
3: there was there was there was a there was a facetious element to it but hey it worked did it had, or did it not work
1: we had uncle yeah. q in the field yeah uncle q i hope you don't snore that, that, i mean yes listen, that, was, was that was
4: supporting cast that's this yeah. we can't we can't put that in Gunscar's cars gadgets they're,
0: they're, the q branch scene was in bond's hotel room which was which was great but where bond literally almost killed him tackling him down the uh the flight of stairs
1: yes yeah, items were hand delivered. That's you got to give him credit for that. Yeah, oh, and your
4: uncle is here,
0: and he's on vacay, right? Isn't he like on yeah. leave or on vacation? Mm-hmm.
1: So, well, like, he's off the record, too. And then he, yeah, plays, well, he, he, he plays realized what happened
4: with Bond. Yeah. He was like, All right, Bond is going rogue. I need to help my dude out. That's so, awesome, man.
1: Yeah,
2: so
4: he, he had to also just take his time, and yeah, I, like. I mean, what is, is MI6 strict on vacation? Does he get two weeks? Like, how long does he get? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, like, yeah, unlimited I, PTO policy? What's going on there? I guess yeah. they
1: don't notice a correlation, too, between Bond being rogue. And, you know? oh, hey, where's Q? <laughs> um, um, I mean, yeah, at this point, dude.
3: he's got 22 years from the time a doctor, you know, from, from a Dr. No era. So he's got to overcome right. some vacation time.
0: And, guys, he delivers, like, this care package of just, like, Q branch like gadgets like the, yeah. the toothpaste dynamite the it's the exploding like alarm clock that we don't see which would have been hilarious i wish i would have couldn't seen that
1: the uh, polaroid camera with the laser yes. there. yeah man
0: you, but you're forgetting that same scene is when bond comes in and almost takes out q
3: pam bouvier comes in slightly afterward and almost kills q like she comes in to back bond up and probably you know could have killed q
0: Listen, that's a that's a quick way to get a one score for the Bond girl if you kill Q. <laughs> <laughs> but she almost did, so it puts her up at an eight. Yeah. Um, but talk about, like, keep talking about gadgets. Like, Q's broom walkie-talkie is, like, probably my favorite gadget out of, like, the whole movie just because it's, like, just hilarious. Like, Q just randomly, like, just pulls it out. I
1: love naturally. that you mentioned that because, like, throughout every James Bond movie. He's like, please take care of my equipment. Mm-hmm. After the broom scene, he just like tosses the broom <laughs> rake, whatever. Like he doesn't give a shit. It's like ironic and amazing.
3: Well, let's take a look. How'd you find me? Well,
2: Penny. of course. she have worried sick about you. This is no place for you, Q. Go home. Oh, don't be an idiot, 007. I know exactly what you're an up idiot. to. And quite frankly, you're going to need my help. Remember, if it hadn't been for Q Branch, you'd have been dead long ago. Everything for a man on holiday. Explosive alarm clock, guaranteed never to wake up anybody who uses it. <laughs> Dentonite toothpaste to be used sparingly. It's the latest in plastic explosive. I could do with some plastic.
3: I thought there might be
2: a mastic here. A... Pam, this is Q. Oh, my I uncle. Love
1: this uncle, this is Miss Kennedy, my cousin.
2: Ah, we must be related.
4: <laughs> good Great.
1: scene Great in the yeah. field
4: It is a good scene um,
0: good. Guys I gave it a, a 7.0 On Guns, Cards, Gadgets
1: We still have a few more things to talk about We even have the whole Sanchez scheme Of diluting the cocaine Into the liquid mm-hmm. Then uh, remaking it into the coke So I gave them points for that as well In the whole uh, Scheme plan of Shuffling money in, money in and out with the planes and stuff. I had that as a factor as well.
4: I was a six if- on guns, cars, gadgets. Uh, like Trey said, there were some things in that uh, kit that Q brought that didn't even get put to use. Yeah. Um, I mean the the plastic dynamite was good, served its purpose, but other than that, I mean you didn't really get a good car scene where there was you know a, a real dynamite car or anything that had like super hooked up rockets anything like that and a tanker you got a tanker truck and a golf cart that's it and a manoray. I mean, in the yeah. plane and the, the manoray ray suit yeah. the plane so, where he's just throwing the
1: hundreds of thousands of dollars out the window
4: yeah I, I had a six here it wasn't it wasn't too much for me it was it was okay it was an okay category but it wasn't it wasn't great
1: was it a 6.5, and I think part of the reason they didn't use some of the QC, Q gadgets, he normally uses a Q gadget to win the day, kill the villain. He had to make it personal by using the lighter from Felix Lighter. So I think that's still a gadget in my eyes, but overall, it was a 6.5.
3: What about a 7 in this category?
4: 7.0. Oh, talked you down on it, Mike.
3: No, I had actually made the change at the beginning of the, uh, the show. I realized when I did this, I had copied my Bond girl, my my Bond girl score, in the categories, because I originally had this at a seven.
4: All right, so we're pretty close there.
1: Yeah, nothing wrong with it. It just left room for a little bit more. Yeah.
4: yeah, it 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 wasn't it wasn't a Bond film that blew the guns, cars, gadgets out of the water. You know, it struggled with not having a strong car in here. Yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, you had some good realistic gadgets that were really useful, right? The the dentonite toothpaste that blows the windows out, the sniper rifle, the, the worms, the man ray suit.
0: But you are missing a car here, which which is tough. Yep. Yeah. We'd love to see the V8 return. On to supporting cast.
4: Song opening sequence or supporting cast? Supporting oh, cast. It. Supporting cast. What do we want to talk about first?
0: We'll talk about MI6.
4: Yeah, I guess we should start with the good guys. Let's we'll start with the good guys. And, and or go not
0: to. so good guy.
4: <laughs> you know. or, I mean, good guy that is bad portrayal
0: yes yeah. Well, hey well that scene is awesome Good scene. um i will see that, that that scene that m has with bond is great mm-hmm. and that's like that m's best like performance oh, moment yeah. um i hate I, the m but that scene is is great
3: i like the sniper rifle up in the bell tower up there like protecting him and he's got two, two agents with him yeah I like right, how you yeah. tell
0: this isn't a country club like yeah
4: <laughs> Realisti- <laughs> realistically how is he how is bond not dead like true how is he not dead he should just be mm-hmm. fucking killed on the spot based no on just just based on what the setup is at like that meeting point mm-hmm. it,
1: right farewell it, to arms
4: should just be dead
1: yeah but pretty much like how fun, does that yeah. not happen <laughs> yeah fun fact that yeah, was again
4: like how many times the situations has, uh, every situation that Bond has been in how like he's yes yeah. He survives, so whatever.
1: Government agents. We digress. <laughs> yeah.
4: But, no, I, I agree with you, Trey. I like that scene a lot, and I just I just don't like the M. No,
0: I don't either. It's, weak. it's, it's the weakest M of all. Mm-hmm. The weakest M. Um, Money Penny, we don't get enough of her. We get one scene. It stunk. Like, I hated that we didn't see enough of this Money Penny. I think she got a raw deal of being Money Penny. you get only getting two movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely the hottest money penny, smoke,
1: very attractive,
0: and um, Q. Like, Q in where, the field where again. we begin, man? Where do we begin with Q? Listen,
1: the largest role yet, the most screen time, the most interaction, and you could see the genuine bond between him and Bond.
4: We've been talking about this for like, I think the past few episodes. Like Q has been getting out in the field very yeah. frequently in the past few episodes. It's not like he's just, you know, a quick blip on the radar in a scene, like a Cumberlander yeah. scene. He he comes and he, like, he keeps his screen time mm-hmm. in at least, like, the past two or three films.
0: Yeah, and I, I like how he's Bond's uncle.
4: <laughs> uncle Q?
0: Uncle Q, <laughs> being the, the driver.
4: driver.
3: <laughs> yeah. I, I love, love that. that. And then sticking with the good guys, right? The thing opens up with, with Felix Leiter getting married. Now, what, what I bumped on, and I, I don't know... I don't know why, but Felix was a CIA guy that's now working for the DEA, which I thought was a little interesting in the beginning of the movie. That you know, had a little weird bump on that. Sure. It didn't affect any of the score, but it was just, just something to point out. But you get Felix here, you get, you get Sharky, who apparently is super close with Bonds. right? The whole beginning of the movie, they're driving around, going warehouse to warehouse, looking for you know people that are carrying sharks and you know on the good side. And most importantly, you get Wayne fucking Newton in this movie.
1: Okay. Eat a bodyguard? I'll die for you.
4: Listen, (laughs) I I think this is the best Felix we've seen. Yes.
1: That's why they brought him back. I agree. This
4: this Felix is great, and and the scenes with Felix were mm -hmm. great. I agree.
0: It's a shame we only got one movie with him. It's a shame we didn't get him in the. uh, uh, Do we get
1: two movies? We had him earlier. We had him in Live and Let Die.
0: Live and Let Die. Live and Let Die.
1: Okay, 73, so he came back, what, 16 years later?
0: So this is this is the first Felix to ever reprise the role before we get to the Daniel Craig era. I guess is it's a shame we didn't get him in Living Daylights. Yeah. Well, we had whatever other Felix. Yeah. And this, like I've said previously, it, like an older Felix kind of isn't, like, with a younger Bond, isn't great. It plays out well in this movie. Mm-hmm. It actually really does. They were and boys. We, yeah, man. And we talk about... Mount Rushmore is a bond allies. Miss Felix is in it.
4: Yes. Agreed. But
0: great my, scenes. Great my,
4: delivery. Only,
3: my only problem with him is the conclusion scene with Felix. That part bothers me a lot. And I think it really takes away from Felix's overall for me. That part bothers me. A lot. I mean, like this guy goes out of his way to essentially quit, his, quit his role as the most important spy in, in Britain, go rogue and kill the guy that fed your leg to a shark, raped and killed your wife, and you get a, a scene of, hey James, great to hear from you. And that's it. That's all you fucking get.
0: I yeah, mean, that's a little that, brutal. That that, that that to me that, that ending is just brutal. brutal. Yeah. Brutal. I, I really dislike the ending. Just, of this movie.
3: The, the, like real disservice. <laughs> um because they do such a good job of building the relationship and showing them in, like, in the home, and the Bond goes yeah. back there. It was and, so
1: like, genuine too. They,
3: they it was built, real rushed. It was just they, rushed. Yeah, they they built so much in the beginning, in the middle, where like just a, a two minute scene between the two of them would have done it justice, as opposed to just Felix Leiter hanging yeah. out in the hospital bed, going, "Great, James," and then, like that's it.
0: I agree. I would much rather see Bond cool and awesome. Felix like kind of bond at the end than yeah. well, like, visit him Bond and these I mean, two chicks. Like, yeah. It pisses me off.
1: I did love the scene, though, where he's like, getting invented as sharks. See you in hell, Sanchez. Awesome delivery by the yeah. actor. I Like we said, I wish we had more of this version of Felix. And he's
0: like running out of the uh, helicopter with like the assault rifle. Like That's fucking yeah. awesome scene yeah. in slow-mo.
4: I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the opening credits, but Felix in the opening credits was dynamite. Dynamite. It's the fucking guy's the it's, it's the guy's fucking wedding day. And yes. he's fucking electric. like. We'll talk about that scene. Yeah, But uh, just based on the Felix category here, yeah. 100%, in my opinion, the best Felix we've ever seen. And even, even compared to his previous performance, way better in his, his second go-around.
3: Yeah. sure absolutely great job casting look, look and then and then you move on to the to the villain side of you know the the henchman side of the the coin here dario was great Dar- benicio del toro playing dario like just <clears throat> just oozes bad guy henchman even though like bond punches him out in the bar fight scene really easily you know he's nothing special he just conveys this this evilness and Milton Crest is so he's so sleazy, but he plays it so so well. Like even the henchmen here are really well done.
4: Dario, Dario was the only bright spot of the henchmen. Crest. Crest was agree.
0: okay. You take him or leave him.
4: Um uh, Killifer, the other guy that got bought out, was atrocious. Terrible character, good buddy. Like that that pissed me off. He refers to everyone as good buddy. First of all, mm-hmm. I like
1: Okay, old man in,
4: in my opinion, Yeah. Well, old man. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's, it, it's basically the equivalent in this film. Good buddy is replaced. Old man. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You can, you can take one, one term and put it the other one. It doesn't matter. Killifer is absolute trash. Human being is he's, he's not a good character. He doesn't really do much besides just fill the void of like, how do we connect these two plot lines?
1: All he did was free the biggest drug lord, but other than that, he didn't do much. Same the same thing no, with Heller. He's, Heller he's too. Ju-
4: he's, just, he's just connecting a plot line. He's not doing anything character wise. Right. Like yeah, he's essential to the plot, absolutely, but he has no character development. He's just like he's just a shit character.
3: See, I, I wouldn't I didn't take points away from him because I just thought he was more of a uh, a means to an end than he was like a critical character to the storyline. He's more to me he was more of a plot device he was somebody that sanchez bought off and yeah, and, and then is
4: eradicated so, yeah, which is fine yeah like i just i just think that his whole persona yeah, as useless. a character was shit no yeah. like it wasn't useless no, like, i mean
3: like his his persona was shit like he wasn't useless uh, i'm calling him useless um yeah. i understand your point no like
4: I, I i i was after the first good buddy i was sick of him already the guy yeah. the guy was just like He's just a shit character. I just didn't like him. Mike, I agree with you that Sharky was seemed like a good dude. Cress, mm-hmm. decent. I wouldn't say he's a good henchman. He was just kind of He's a bad guy, but yeah. the the plot developed around him very well. And and he was able to play in and out of every scenario that you saw develop. Obviously, you saw like Crest's relationship, and then Bond saw how the money went away, and he can use that to his advantage and then convince Sanchez to be on his side. It, it just kind of it worked well.
3: And I liked the portrayal of Crest by the actor because it's, you know, it's just this sleazy, creepy slime ball. You believe it right away, right? You believe the guy's scumbaggy, like it's really played and portrayed well um you know he's got some some plot usefulness you know he's not the most he's not the most integral person in the overall storyline but he's there enough and the enough that he's there the portrayal I like yeah I, I agree.
4: agree and I think I think Dario is the one that drives the score Dario's a great henchman I wish I could see more of him
0: Brett we don't see enough of him
4: um, and in this situation too, where he's just kind of a henchman in a cartel, and he seems like one of the youngest guys in the cartel, but mm-hmm. also one of the most badass.
0: He's, and Pam says that,
4: like, yeah, yep. He's how not a fr- he is. He's not afraid to cut someone up. He's not right. afraid to, you know, do Sanchez's dirty work. Right. And not, I'm not a gay man by any means. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna take a quote out of Trey's book here. I'm not a gay man by any means, but. Dario is a handsome motherfucker.
0: 100%. Um, I agree with you. Everything you said, I, Dario does drive this score. Um, it, it's shuck, it, like, it sucks that we don't see more of him. And I guess the reason why we don't see more of him is because he's literally the only guy that could get Bond away. Literally the only person to get Bond away after their bar fight. Yep. He definitely drives a score, and then we have—I don't know—we need to talk more about Wayne Newton, like Professor Joe. This <laughs> leads. <sleaze laughs> can we get back to Wayne? Fucking <laughs> yeah. Newton. Yeah.
1: Can we please?
4: Can we have any <laughs> clips of Wayne Newton? Can we? Wayne can Newton's we, in this can fucking we movie, a, guys. Get any clips <laughs> he, of Wayne Newton up there? He
1: wrote a letter to production asking to be in the movie. So did Gene Simmons, but I'm really glad they went. What Wayne Newton said.
0: Yeah, let me see if I can find anything on uh, Professor Joe Butcher. Please. Uh, it's so good. Uh and then like Heller's just I don't really have much to, he's in the movies a part of the plot. That's about it.
4: He's just there.
0: He's just there. He's just another sleaze ball. Uh but another guy, Chris Quang, Well, what, what Quang Shang Sung from Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, Kombat. Oh,
3: oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. I forgot he was in Mortal Kombat. Wow. Yeah, man.
4: What, a, what a reference.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're right. Your soul is mine. <laughs> <laughs> now Sorry. I want to
4: just hook up a Sega Genesis and, and <laughs> get Mortal Kombat going. Mortal and, Kombat. And, and finish him? Finish him.
0: <laughs> I'm sure it's on Netflix somewhere. I'm sure Soup knows. Soup, where's oh, uh, Mortal Kombat streaming? You can right probably
4: now? find the film anywhere, but I was talking about the video game.
0: You want to play the video game? Yeah. I don't oh, know. The,
4: the film's okay. It's it's serviceable. You
0: you knew that, right? Shang Tsung's in this movie, right? Uh, I would assume the Asian. Quang, Quang, yeah, Shang Tsung, man.
4: But it's not as good as Jean Claude Van Damme is Guile in Street Fighter. (laughs) That performance is epic. I mean, we're we're going on a tangent now. We're We're gonna have to to cut cut this this out. out. (laughs) we're, we're already talking about Van Damme in the intro. But, yeah. But Van Damme as guile and supposedly an American soldier. <laughs> like complete complete joke. Amazing. And, and like you you gotta pull up you gotta pull up that video where it's just like I will kick the next M Bison's wannabe ass so hard that or no, I will kick M. Bison's ass so hard that the next M Bison wannabe is gonna feel it. <laughs>
0: oh here we go. <laughs> Mike, keep this in the pod. Keep it. <laughs> Bye, fuck. son. <laughs> God,
2: the subtitles.
1: But not that thing.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, I did. <laughs> 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 we can
0: all God. go home. That's so fucking <laughs> whale. This is so good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I've never seen this. i got
4: to keep the son of a <laughs> bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wallaby is going <laughs> to kill me. What's
0: the name of this?
4: Oh, my gosh. Whale. Oh, my God. The, the subtitles are so bad. You've, ne- you've, never se- you've
3: never seen that where they spoofed it with subtitles?
4: No. Oh, no, it's so good. God.
0: Oh Thank That's God. so funny. The next Bison Wallaby?
4: The next Bison Wallaby.
0: <laughs> Gee, thanks.
4: Oh, man, that's good. We're going to cut this all out, but yeah. you know, I mean, it's fucking hilarious.
1: You just need to get back to Wayne Newton in a good uh, Wayne New- Newton clip. Uh,
4: Jesus Christ.
1: Off the rails I
4: I was just crying
1: (laughs) What movie was that? Street Fighter I've never seen it
4: Have you ever played the game?
1: Uh, I don't think so I don't think I've ever had I think it was on Sega
4: Yeah, Street Fighter was a good game But the the video Like the movie is funny You got fucking Jean-Claude Van Damme playing an American God, that's (laughs) so funny Dude, I I was crying. I, I've never I've never seen that. I've never I've never seen that. that but it's clip. so
1: true. Like it's
4: but, so... but so... it's it's so close to what he's actually saying.
1: Okay, so the subtitles were not real. Well,
4: they were close. No,
1: they're close. Yeah, they're, it's not the actual
4: words. Yeah. Okay. Podcast is off the rails tonight. Oh, no! I mean, oh. we're, we're gonna cut that piece out. But I, I couldn't
1: find anything on Wayne Newton except for that one link with Dan. At, uh. Randy Quaid, I posted, but I don't even know if that's good uh, enough. Uh,
4: that was that's fucking so hilarious. Uh, I was just, I was crying during the fucking <laughs> uh, yeah. Street, Street Fighter <laughs> piece. Of, uh, that was good. I like that. Yeah, it's so good. We've got All to right. talk about song and opening sequence next. Yeah, well, Cause I'm, cause, I'm a little, you
3: know, I'm a little high. Um, I'm revising down slightly, but I'm still
4: an 8.0 on cast and supporting henchmen. Supporting cast eight for you? Eight. Yeah, I was an 8.5. Yeah. And little, that, I was was, that was probably a little mostly, high originally. It was mostly driven by Dario, Yeah, honestly. Same. I mean, we talked about this in Bond Girl, but I also had Lupe kind of factoring into my score. Same. Uh, we talked okay. about her enough, so I'm not going to get back into it. But sure. I factored her into supporting cast, so I had 8.5. I
1: was at an 8.0 overall. I loved it. I tweeted Wayne newton he's quite active hoping to bring him on on a podcast didn't work <laughs> out i got a link for something called cameo where i had to pay a hundred dollars for it and no i they love
4: hundred dollars for wayne newton yeah i'll pay a yeah. hundred would i fucking
1: him. done that <laughs>
4: um, uh how, we, how long how long do you get i think so it's they'll like, do 20, like, like 20 seconds 20
3: or 30 seconds yeah I've I, I've I know a bunch of people that have done it cameo is great
1: uh, they wanted Pushkin back But he was off Mentioning the Previously You mentioned Raiders of the Lost Ark And Indiana Jones In The Last Crusade So we missed out on him But overall A great supporting cast Another very minor character One of the Fellas in the helicopter Shared screen time With Sanchez And uh, Die Hard Special Agent Johnson And Johnson The two guys Who got blown up In the helicopter The year prior
4: Johnson and Johnson
1: Did you Did you see the scene In Die Hard
4: Good, good baby powder.
1: Good baby powder, <laughs> but again, they had a good chemistry in that movie, and that's why they brought him back as an extra in this movie.
0: I'm at a seven point five, guys. But we mentioned it earlier; It's score is driven by Dario. Um, maybe if we saw enough of him, it, this score would be much higher for me. Uh, if it feels like on like a Jaws or Odd Job level of like seeing him in this movie. I think there's a lot of potential. Uh, we don't seven
4: point five.
1: And again, it shouldn't be unanimous tens if it's Kareem Bay's son, but Yeah.
4: <laughs> El Presidente Bay.
0: El Prez.
4: Yeah. Not to uh, be
0: confused with the El Prez.
4: No. We we won't get into that. Maybe if we start picking up, maybe Barstool wants a James Bond podcast, they can <laughs> <laughs> come come and call us, but I'm wearing the merch I, right
0: now if they yeah. wanna
4: <laughs> I don't I don't think we fall on their radar right now. No, absolutely fucking not. Uh,
3: moving on, song opening credits. No,
1: this strong category.
3: Loved it. Yeah, by far, probably one of the best opening credit sequences. One of the best opening pre credit sequences of the
4: entire Bond franchise.
1: With yeah. an out, eight out.
4: You get a fucking Felix, Felix wedding. You get you get your introduction to your your Bond villain. I mean, this is this is everything. All like. The, the entire film could have been summed up in mm-hmm. like the first 10 minutes here in the song and opening credits. Yep. You got, you got Felix's wedding. You got the whips and chains in bed. You got bond you and got Dario
3: cutting out the guy's heart. Right. Okay? That's your, you, your intro to the bad guys is, is unbelievable.
4: You got, you got Felix and bond going on a mission on Felix's wedding day. So okay. like this is work before, you know, life right here. And then, you got a fucking ridiculous scene where they lasso a fucking plane and bring it in on the helicopter. They literally fucking just catch the plane with a fucking giant lasso, hook it up, and they're going going fishing.
3: So the director Great line. So the director Christopher Nolan, who did Batman Begins, who did Inception, mm-hmm. Christopher yeah. Nolan is a huge James Bond fan. And actually License to Kill is Christopher Nolan's favorite movie. He actually directly lifts two scenes, one from the opening credits and then one from just past the opening credits in previous movies. So the sequence where they lasso the plane, Christopher Nolan recreates it exactly scene for scene almost in the beginning of Inception. Where they capture the You're plane right. and they flip it because Nolan loves this movie, loves, loves yeah. movie so much.
1: That wasn't that. That was Dark Knight Rises.
3: No, no, no. The 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 lasso scene is the beginning of Inception. The Dark Knight Rises sequence is when Sanchez. So Sanchez is escaping, and they drive the SWAT vehicle off the bridge and into the mm-hmm. water. Yeah, and the submarine comes in. That he used in Dark Knight Rises when the Joker
0: escapes.
1: Okay. My mistake. I got that confused with the Bane scene where the plane also got lassoed and whatnot. Yeah.
0: Awesome scene. That's
4: yeah. No, Christopher,
1: Christopher Nolan. House, and, but-
3: and that's like why the, the internet constantly will tweet at Christopher Nolan telling him they want him to direct the Bond movie because he's such a fan.
4: The the intro is so good. And oh. listen, if Christopher Nolan does a Bond film, it'll be it'll be fucking epic. <laughs> Dude, it there will be
1: a movie. billion it will be a billion mm-hmm. dollar movie Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a billion and, dollar movie. And,
4: yeah, but you're gonna have to deal with Leonardo DiCaprio as your fucking Bond. So <laughs> <laughs> he
1: was he was great in Django.
4: Yeah. Uh, listen,
1: uh, how many
0: Bond movies open up with the gun barrel? Like straight out of the like cannon. Not I
4: mean, many.
0: Not many, and this one did. And I, kind of, I liked it, honestly. Um, I, didn't, I don't care for Dalton's gun barrel, but I liked how the sequence happened where, like, bam, the movie starts, gun barrel, and then this fucking awesome scene happens. <laughs> I enjoyed that um, a lot. I gave it an 8.0. I, I, I actually like the song, too, guys. I, we can dive into the song now if we want. But um,
4: I love the song. Song's great. It was Um,
0: fantastic. I I think there's no there's
3: no pips here, but I mean Gladys Knight is 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 peak.
0: And and the credits, I don't see how this movie is not rated rated R. Like you definitely see some like nudity in the Mm -hmm. for sure, definitely
4: definitely titty, (laughs) hundred percent some nipples in the opening credits. Outside, like keeping the song out of it. Even before I got there, I was hooked. I was hooked into this film before the song even even hit. Great. i was I was in i was I was ready, even as a as like a bond aficionado as a bond fan here yeah, I was just like, this is going to be an awesome film. I can't imagine what like just your average fan would have said if you saw that in the in film
0: I mean that's one thing uh Dalton can like hang his like cap on is like his fucking movies started off fantastic yeah
3: great opening sequences i'm a 9.5 on the opening sequence and song i mean there's very little to complain about i think arguably this one has one of the best opening sequences of any bond movie in the entire series including the the craig movies and some of the craig openings are really good yeah but like this this is peak. can't find too many faults with this one
4: I was with you Mike. I was at a 9. I Without wasn't I wasn't I wasn't behind you too far. Mm-hmm. Love the song, love the credits, and I absolutely loved the opening sequence. I said you can have this Bond film happen in those first 10 minutes or however long mm-hmm. that opening credit sequence is and you get the entire intro. Like you really don't need to know what happens in the rest of the film. You have an idea in the like introductory credits. No. What the fuck is happening in this film? You have a great idea of what's happening. It, and the piece uh, it, it leads you right in.
3: The piece I really like about this that it was not anything that was done successfully during the during the more era of of movies is that there was a number of times where the opening pre-title sequence had absolutely nothing to do with the movie. Um point. you know, they just they they just it just had nothing to do with it this one sets up everything for you like it it creates the the whole world is created for you in the seven and a half or ten minute opening sequence of how bad this guy is and the characters and the love story and and the reason for revenge like it sets it all up and that that's to me is why i think this is the best one they've ever done
1: great opening love this song it was a little bit long one of the longer bond songs but that's okay. Gladys Knight brought it. Nine point five for the combo of the song in the opening. Individually, I think they would have been nine at least solo. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's not my favorite song,
3: but I really like it. Same in the in the context of this movie, I like it. it I like it much more in the context.
4: Yeah, Mike. I, I let me ask you before Trey, before you jump in here, Mike. I got to ask you. You gave it a 9.5. Would you give it an extra 0. 0.5 if, if, the there, pips? Was pips? Oh, if yeah. there was pips? Oh, yeah. If there was pips? Oh, yeah. There's no, <laughs> <just> no pips. <laughs>
3: you know, Glad- Gladys Knight was done a disservice because there's no
4: pips here. No pips. No pips. Just Gladys Knight. So if, if the pips were involved, you would have a, a straight 10.
3: I mean, I'm, I'm, I might have gone 10.5. I might have gone above it. 10.5. 10. <laughs> 10.
4: <laughs>
0: <He said laughs> Sorry, were I'm going to try to territory. record. fucking pips. needed, I just, needed
4: it on record. I just
0: wanted to add that the only reason why it's not higher for me is because the song's good. It's just not one of my favorite Bond songs Is all. It's probably teetering that top 10 edge. It's just maybe falls out of the top 10 Bond songs for me. Um, But this category for me, I've mentioned it in the past, the song weighs more than the opening sequence for me. But opening sequence is pretty much flawless. It's fantastic. Uh, It carries a lot of weight in this movie, so 8.0.
4: Yeah, Trey, I agree with you. The song song teeters on the top ten, but it's still good. I mean, good for the movie. Cracking in, cracking into the top ten is no easy feat.
0: I agree, it's not. There's a lot of fucking good Bond songs.
4: Yep, and it's it's pretty close. I I, I will say yeah. that it, it is pretty close. It, but bass, I, don't, I, don't,
0: I like this song more than others. You know,
4: I don't I don't think it'll make it, but it's pretty damn close.
0: Right. I agree. What's next? <laughs> I don't chase, even remember.
4: chase and fight scenes. Got it. Right? Chase, chase, fight scene. Because we, yeah, we did. We what does we take a week cast? off and you forget how to podcast? What the fuck? <laughs> yeah.
0: I can't even remember the order.
4: <laughs> yeah, we Jeez. did. Did did cast did songs did guns. Yeah, chase and fight
1: scene. A lot to talk about here, folks. There is. Which
0: one do we want to talk about first? We want to talk about like the barefoot ski that Bond pulls off. Like what is he? That was great skis. from
1: underwater it was awesome. That,
0: I yeah. really enjoyed that scene where he like escapes and then he's just like dodging all these bullets and like barefoot skis off the this pontoon plane. boats
1: going like seventy miles an hour. Yeah, enjoyed there's it. there's some good ones. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Just love the scene where he's tossing out the money yeah, he's got the
3: big smile on his face with the money
4: yeah it's a it's a good scene like for him to strike that plane with the harpoon gun too is mm-hmm. is yeah. awesome and like Trey said just like the barefoot water ski mm-hmm. it's just like it's it's comical it's it's good yes but it's good. like but doable People will water ski without yeah. actual skis on. They can do it. Yes, yeah. it's, it's, it's a totally total, doable. It's a not easy, throwback. but
0: you can totally do it. It's a throwback yeah. to like
3: like a quasi Roger Moore era, but it's believable. Yeah. But like, it's done well. Like if this had happened, they would have changed the music to to something goofy if it was Roger disco or uh, <laughs> you know a like, more Beach Boys.
1: Is, you would you would Careful have had, USA. Yeah,
3: you would have had like the music going on in the chase sequence in Caddyshack where he'd be jumping over boats, and maybe they'd be be throwing more into it. J.W.
1: Pepper.
4: Made it believable. Thank God J.W. Pepper didn't make an (laughs) appearance in this
1: Uh, one. you want to
0: take a score, put J.W. Pepper in the movie.
4: Agreed.
1: (laughs) Speaking of Tank, we could talk about the tanker chase at the end. I know that uh, got to the absolute ending, but that was a pretty good uh, chase scene. Yeah, Yeah, it was. You like it? Take it. No, I just liked how Bond
0: was able to maneuver a tanker to dodge a, a, a missile. Like, so uh,
2: agreed. <laughs> the
1: the, the fellow who was doing the stunt for that with the two wheels did not prepare, they were saying, and he nailed it on the first shot of trying to land it at the, air, at the end of the two-wheel stunt back yeah. on all 18 wheels.
3: Of, of so- all the ridiculous stunts, though, of all the ridiculous stunts, when I was watching the movie, like, when I watch it in the clips, I laugh at it. But when I watched it in the context of, the, like, the full movie and the viewing, I never bumped on it. It didn't bother
0: me one bit.
4: I loved it. I thought It, it didn't was bother original. me at all. Like. Yeah, it was
0: good. It the, the just,
1: wheelie I, was I, thought, it was, I thought it was comical. I liked it. I just thought it was comical. Yeah,
4: yeah. I, I, thought, I thought it was hilarious.
1: Well, <laughs> actually, it was not a live rocket, but they used a fake, I guess, something that could propelled it missed a target and went through some poor family's house and did a decent amount of damage production that are paying for it. But they had a stray missile
4: for, for the tanker chase. It's, it's something original we haven't seen. We haven't seen, you know, these, you know, 18 wheelers driving through these winding roads, first of all. And, and second of all, like they completely lead into your conclusion Mm -hmm. Of the film, so like there's not many quintessential chase and fight scenes that I mean, you get the conclusion scenes, but there's not too many chase scenes that lead right into villain deaths and and the conclusion. So
3: and that works that works really well. Now the other piece too is earlier in the movie, Bond gets into with just a straight up bar fight and uses a swordfish. Yeah, uses a taxidermied swordfish as. (laughs) as a means of defending himself the bar oh. fight's good and he also one punches out Dario in this in that sequence one <laughs> punch just drops Dario like a sack of potatoes
0: yeah we were uh, talking about it before the show <laughs> that bar fight is so much roadhouse
3: if you don't think if you don't think we're putting a roadhouse <laughs> clip in the podcast <laughs> you're out of your
0: fucking
4: listen mind. Bond should have just ripped Dario's throat out of his yeah, out of his like mm. neck hey he's skinny little <laughs> rut <rotten>, named Dolph <Dalton, laughs> here
3: He's out the back. The guy that plays the Marlboro man. Thank you. I know spending. you. I beer Sam Elliott. Yeah. The one and only.
4: Love him. Oh,
2: how do you like that? Dude, oh.
4: His side oh. knee shot. Right here. How's it going, Mio? This looks so <laughs> painful.
2: Mind your own business, Dad. Let's <laughs> <Dad>. go.
4: <laughs> oh, man.
2: Oh. You want to fight? Dickless.
4: I sure ain't going to show you my dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Oh. Oh,
4: fantastic it's good great movie roadhouse is a great movie
0: yeah that that scene that bar fight scene reminded me so much that's all i was thinking about is roadhouse yeah, and that's cool. why i loved it so much
4: another
3: movie that came out in 1989 the exact same time as this one roadhouse kickboxer last crusade batman i mean yep. what a year for film Gotta love it.
4: Gotta A love it.
0: Honestly, putting myself in 1989, I mean, which movie would
4: y'all see first? License to Kill, obviously. It depends on what month it's released, Trey.
0: No, no. I thought, like, I mean, put them all on the same weekend. What are you, you going to watch? I mean, uh, spend uh, the whole I day am, there. I am going to go see TV.
4: Roadhouse before I see any one of these films, <laughs> to be honest. I love that. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to see Roadhouse before I see Roadhouse.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, yeah, I... I don't hate that answer. I mean, I'm, a
4: big, I'm a big Swayze fan. Same, and I'm I'm gonna go see Roadhouse before I see anyone. But probably, like, here's the deal: if I know how good each one of these films are gonna be, <laughs> then then I'll probably go Bond.
3: But I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a couple of those at you because I pulled 1989. The films released in 1980 to, uh, top ten grossing films of 1989. Okay. So License to Kill doesn't even crack the top ten, by the way. Wow. Not even, yeah, not even close. This not is global, close. global or U.S. top Both. grossing. Both. Okay. So I'll start worldwide. Yeah, numbers, right. Because it's basically almost the same movies, minus like one or two. Number ten is Born on the Fourth of July with Tom Cruise. Shit movie. Yeah, I don't care for it. Number nine was The Little Mermaid. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Number Good eight. Good movie. Good movie. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You know. Whatever. Number
3: number eight was Ghostbusters two. Mm. Oh, number seven was Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Oh, good movie. Yeah, number, good. number six was Lethal Weapon Two. No,
4: I, I don't I'm like too this old,
0: I'm too old for this shit.
3: Number <laughs> no, number number five was The Dead Poets Society. Good,
4: good film. Good film. Number oh, four,
3: Captain, my Captain. Number four. Like number four was Look Who's
4: Talking. No. <laughs> no. This this is a shit list. Well, it's not a shit list. It's just it, what was the most. I know. I list. understand. I, I, there's, like, no,
3: there's nothing subjective factual. here. This, this is, is not a list. People
0: people love talking babies. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: like, <laughs> this is so, terrible. So number number well let me give you number three. So, uh, yeah. number, number three and number two and number one. Number three: Back to the Future Two. Oh okay. Good makes sense. Yeah. Number number two: Batman. Okay. Number one: Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Yeah, th-
4: those make makes sense. sense.
3: My favorite Indiana Jones, but the the only talking
4: babies don't make sense.
3: The only major differential between the worldwide list and the U.S. domestic list is number five in the U.S. Canada list is Rain Man. Oh, Rain Man, another great movie. Yeah, nineteen eighty nine, great year for movies. Yeah. Now now that's the grossing list. So other other important movies that came out in nineteen eighty nine, obviously Roadhouse, the first major league. No. 1989, Major League. Oh,
4: my God. I love that movie. (laughs) Field of Dreams. Wow. They came out in the same year. Uncle Buck. Wait, Major League. Uncle Buck. No. What a great movie. Go back. Major League and Field of Dreams, two of the most iconic baseball movies, came out in the same year. Same year, 1989.
1: 1989. 1989. That's great. That was great. I think Tremis came out. Early oh, remembers. Oh, I, I got
4: fuck Tremors. Dude, I still got like three more to throw
3: at you for 1989. Let's hear it. Let's yeah. hear it. I'm excited. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Great movie. Great movie. Keanu. Weekend, love them. Weekend at Bernie's.
1: Oh my. God. <laughs> Amazing.
3: <laughs> when, Harry, when Harry met Sally. Okay. Say Anything with John Cusack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, classic. Driving Miss Daisy listen i
4: 1989 you're naming all these stacked. movies like dude and steel and steel magnolias is there a Nine, great 1989 are like, stacked you
0: can't find a better uh, year of film honestly that's oh, a no,
3: don't stacked don't be year. cool uhf by weirdo yankovic came out in
0: 1989 also yeah <laughs> that's a awesome year poor oh. license to kill yeah P- we're, we're gonna year. have
4: to reel this in eventually oh yeah yeah um So for quintessential chase and fight scenes, I've scored it a 6.5.
0: I gave it a 7.0.
1: I was at an 8.5. I absolutely loved that swordfish scene. And even when they're driving off, when uh, Pam gets shot in the back, he doesn't really seem to care at the moment. (laughs) A short while after, they run out of gas, and she makes a comment after he says we're out of gas, I haven't heard that in a while. It's a little bit of a hat tip to, I think, Honey Riders, so that was cool.
3: I'm a, I'm an 8.5. I'm with you, too. I mean, the other part we skipped over here is the fact that he, uh, you know, you forget Bond gets attacked by ninjas in this movie. We get ninjas yeah. again in this movie. We right? do! Don't forget about that. We, we got ninjas, ninjas, ninjas in this movie. Yeah, ninjas and right. no
0: ninja camp. Right so, after the pigeon yeah. scene.
3: Yeah, we got pigeons, too. We get a pigeon again.
4: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm. I think I might be a little low on it, but I I won't move I won't move the score. I like I like the scenes. I didn't love them. I agree,
0: I'm right there with you. Seven.
4: I I might be a little low, but Un- unrelated
3: to I just found this in the list. 1999 was also Hulk Hogan's movie No Holds Barred that came out.
4: <laughs> Which movie we talking about? We're talking about Hulk Hogan's porno, or are we talking no. about
3: no and Karate Kid Three also came out.
4: What about? What about? Uh, Hey, high noon history.
3: and Mega Mountain. No, this is not High Noon. This was this was not um
4: three this wasn't three ninjas. <laughs> three ninjas, high noon and mega <laughs> mountain. That, if you're going into that 90, was Hulk, 90,
0: thonging, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. That was the classic nineties. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're yeah, going into 90, ninety,
1: we can talk about home alone for the next three hours, or we yeah. can move on to the next subject. Wow, what a hole. <laughs>
4: wow. Suck what brick, kid. <laughs> um, all
1: right, moving on to uh, quotes quotes quotes. An, quotes. Another strong category.
4: Um, Trey, you want to take your favorite quote from the film?
0: Do we have, do we, I mean, I I, I don't think I could execute it as perfectly as Dario does, but Dario executes or says the most.
4: Let's hear your take on it.
0: All right. Don't worry. We gave her a nice honeymoon.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Honeymoon. A nice honeymoon.
1: where's my wife
4: don't worry we gave her a
2: nice honeymoon <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: oh perfect honeymoon. oh it's so good. Mm.
2: <laughs>
4: i i agree with you trey that's that's a great great lot <laughs> nice um
0: and uh, we we saw the other earlier clip uh, where Bond tells Q that he hopes he doesn't snore. <laughs> that was also funny.
4: Yeah, there's there's a few good ones in there, and like super mentioned it too, where it's like, "Oh, Uncle Q, this is my cousin." Like it's like there's there's some good ones in yes. and out. Yeah, um, there's no memorable ones in my opinion outside of. Dario delivering that line yeah. basically saying like Dario is basically telling Felix that they raped his wife.
1: Yep. Most Absolutely. of the good ones like in a uh, included Sanchez, like the back and forth between him and bond. He's like, are you a problem solver? No more like a problem eliminator. Or he's like, you could have had everything. He's like, do you want to know why Leading into the whole Felix thing again?
4: Yeah. I mean, th- those are okay. Given the film.
1: Yeah, I score it on the film, not overall, but I... We all,
4: we're, we're all scoring it on the film. But, yeah. like, there's, there's nothing that I'm going to reference back to, like, a problem eliminator. I'm not going to remember that. Oh, I yeah,
3: there's, nothing, there's nothing iconic in this movie.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I, I think there's no singular, like, quote I, like, that's iconic. Um, what drove the score for me is uh, Dario, obviously. And just the overall scene, like the back and forth between M, we alluded to earlier, M and Bond, where M's telling him this isn't a country club. And then Bond's like, oh, well, I guess it's a farewell to arms. And like he makes his move to get the fuck out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. that that I kind of included that into my quotes. I didn't know where to put that. That whole exchange, that whole banter was so good. So I included in the quotes. I gave it a 7.0
1: you mentioned a uh, farewell to arms. They did that because they filmed it on uh, Ernest Hemingway's old house for some reason, which had a God tower. I don't know why.
3: It was a clock tower.
1: The sniper rifle made a God tower, but
4: he needed to right. know what time of day it was at all times. I'm a 6.0 here. Mike, I'm with you. Six. Six for me. Nothing <laughs> iconic. Nothing super memorable, but Enough to kind of keep it at a at a middle score.
1: Yeah, six point five from me.
0: They, um, that's just one thing with Dalton, I guess, is just there's no really memorable quote from Timothy Dalton, honestly.
4: He doesn't he doesn't really live in like the comedic <laughs> realm, so yeah. he doesn't he doesn't have any of those funny you know quips or anything like that that Roger Moore has. Sure, and he just he's just very cold. So yeah. yeah a it lot is. of his he a lot of well. his deliveries are oh it yeah.
3: works for him he doesn't have the comical yes. delivery or the yeah. swagger delivery of Connery. right yeah. seems to be missing he's he's, he's, he's the, the darker the darker bond doesn't really give you the the memorable quotes of all time kind of deal
0: yeah we said in the last episode he's a very serious very stern very dry bond which very serviceable but he turns it up very well
4: i loved it i honestly i i would was perfect have wanted for this
0: film perfect
4: i, I would I mean, have wanted another film for dalton after this but unfortunately we didn't get it
0: and i and you say that i wish it was the other direction like we got dalton a, a view to a kill i think we mentioned that in the view mm-hmm. to a kill episode he would have been perfect for that
3: yeah, yeah, I, I mean, mean we'll we'll talk about it in the next episode, but like I can't imagine anybody else but Pierce Brosnan playing James Bond and Goldeneye. Absolutely. Like, that's why my I brain say doesn't that. comprehend I, Timothy Dalton. There was supposed to be a
1: all. different movie in between that got scrapped in like production hell.
4: I agree with that. I, I don't think that Dalton should have done Goldeneye, but I think he could have done another film after this one. Like it was six, six even years. Even if he didn't get to do a Beau to a Kill, like if that was not his first one. Damn. I think I think he still earned another one after License to Kill.
3: I agree with that. He
4: he, he could have had another film in between Golden Eye and License to Kill, like whatever it may be. Yeah. Do do a decent job.
3: They should have brought him back for uh, Die Another Day.
4: Or or maybe they should have <laughs> threw one of the one of the shit frozen yeah. ones God. in between, and yeah. it might have it might have actually been okay.
0: Yeah. This is we're getting in a big hiatus right now between like how it is with License to Kill and Golden Eye.
4: Mm-hmm. We're six getting
0: years. with this it's like huge. coronavirus bullshit that we're doing. It's mm-hmm. getting close to Spectre and like no time to die. Like we're getting into like six years almost. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, I mean, I mean, thank thankfully for the coronavirus, it burst this podcast. But <laughs> like You're we're right. getting in, like we're getting into like almost the longest time between Bond movies.
4: You're right. And let's we got to wrap it up. We got conclusions and deaths. Are you all right? Switch the bloody machine off. <laughs> Love it. I mean, Dario getting shredded by like the heroin shredder or whatever it is. Oof, yeah, brutal.
0: Rough. Oof. I They're, would say that's the most brutal death we'll ever see in a Bond one film. One of them.
1: One of them for sure. Yeah, that's up there with the dog death and the. I mean, but a yeah, dogs. I mean, so. But
3: it's also. Bond sets Sanchez on fire and burns him alive.
4: Yeah. Yep. With with the lighter that <laughs> that's Felix. Like the gave. Lighter. That's
3: a brutal death. Like it, oh it yeah. it's, stunt. Back, it's back to back.
4: Also, also, uh-huh. I love I love the groomsman gift or whatever it is. Yeah. It's it's Felix lighter and yeah. they give him a lighter. You know, yeah. It's, yeah. it's nice. Play on it, words. Yeah. With the giant it's like nice.
1: I think Hugh was involved too with
4: that giant flame. It's it that's a, also like like you said, Mike, that's a brutal death.
0: Brutal. These but villain deaths are probably the best.
4: Cress? We'll talk about Cress's Kress? his his, <laughs> yeah. his whole head exploding.
0: Yeah, man. Like
3: collectively oh these God. are the
0: most brutal deaths you'll see.
3: I mean, it's not really death's in the, the, in, the came down not down. Really in the conclusions, but it's it's a henchman death. So Yeah.
0: The y- villain death. It's you know, the guy but, getting his heart ripped out
3: Felix got, get, like ripped off. But you got two of them. Like two of them bond related, right? Your your primary henchman and your top villain get killed back-to-back in really brutal, brutal ways. And they're good Bond kills. And they're yes. very good. They're very good, good kills. Yeah.
1: Killer for getting Ethan Miter shocks and another good death. I've seen it in some of the versions of the movie, but not all. The other henchmen of Sanchez with the stingers. I've seen one clip where he got impaled by one of the forklifts, but I didn't see it in the movie. Well, yeah, well San-
3: Sanchez did, does that to him.
1: But yes. that's not in every version of the movie yeah. that's available for streaming. Yeah. So it's been edited out.
4: Sanchez so. Sanchez kills him. That's when they drive through the the yeah. wall. Yeah. Look, that look, was- and the ending
3: of it, and the ending of this is, uh, and there's some comedy in this, right? They're driving, they're driving down the with the golf cart, and they go driving by Wayne Newton. She takes the money back from him. Like you get a little comedy here. Bless <laughs> your heart. <laughs> yeah. That sleaze ball. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and then um, and then you get the uh, the big the big uh, celebration at you know, at the amazing villa that Sanchez is. That yeah, Lube paradise hotel, and she decides to uh you know she decides to go run off with El Presidente, even though she confesses her love for Bond, which kind of comes out of nowhere.
4: Honestly, oh. that's that scene is what kept me from a ten. Yep, same. All the villain deaths were so good. I thought I thought by far they were gruesome. They were well thought out and they they played well into the storyline but when you go back and start looking at what is happening at at this end party Mm -hmm. and again like trey referenced the love triangle and you have that whole play and like bond jumps off into the pool and just like it's cheesy really cheesy
3: where are you guys on this I'm going to play the clip real quick and then, then we can talk about it. I fucking hate it already.
1: Listen <laughs> <laughs> to me, uh, So where I'm are you on the winking pitch? I was expecting like Q yeah. Grant should be spying, but then I remembered Q's up on a balcony, double fisting martinis with an axe. Yeah, I mean, double fisting <laughs> martinis. Yeah. Uh, I, I, was, will,
4: I will say that... This is probably one of the few Bond films that Bond actually develops a relationship with the woman. It's believable that Pam could have a relationship with Bond after this. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Like I hated, I absolutely hated him ditching said villain girl and then jumping into the pool to go into Bond girl. Like, it it just seemed it seemed forced to me
3: the the scene of her running off and crying because yep. Lupe kisses Bond yeah it's it's rushed there's a lot of things that probably should have been developed along the way that that doesn't do it any justice here
4: I loved I loved everything about the villain deaths and the only thing that i knocked on was conclusion
3: I mean look, i still i still come in at a 9.0 here i think the villain deaths everything that takes place in the end really drives this and this ending sequence, it's what keeps it from being up. And then, you know, it's what keeps it from being a 9.5 or a 10. Maybe it could be an 8.5, but I'm going to hold on a nine on this one because the, the, the destruction of the heroin facility where they're, they're selling it to crime syndicate and then the whole breakdown of that and you know, the comedy with Wayne Newton, and then the, you know, what happens in, you know, with her getting away in the helicopter, and then you get the truck sequence, and you get Benicio Del Toro's character being killed, and then you ultimately get the Felix Leiter sequence. All of that stuff is just so, so good. And then you get like that weird phone call where Bond's talking to Felix, where he's like, hey, by the way, you have your job back, and great, can't wait to see it, and they hang up. Like, that was terrible. Like just, ter- but terrible. But it, thankfully, it's so short that it doesn't take away from the rest of the conclusion for me.
4: Personally. Mike, I agree with you, and I'm I'm gonna squeeze my score in here before Trey rips this sequence apart. I th- I think we're all we're all pretty high on the conclusion and villain deaths. I was also a nine. I loved I loved most things about it, and I said like the the part that I started to fault on was that that jump and that switch of. Female character You know when, when Bond actually Goes to Pam instead of Lupe here That's when I started to slide on it a little bit But I still I still Loved everything about Illusion Mike You hit every point that I Basically had in my notes You know the, the entire destruction Of, of the plant the, All the villain deaths They were, they were all very well done um, I was a 9 But I'll let I'll let Trey jump in and, and just destroy oh, this fucking He simple, seems negative, simple. so
1: I'm going to go positive <laughs> with the highest score of 9.5. Uh, Sanchez was so pissed off. He was willing to lose millions. Four tankers full of cocaine or whatever it is. Just heroin. Kill heroin. But he was willing to lose millions just to kill this man. You could tell that Bond got under his skin, so the revenge – Even though he had it coming for killing Della and Felix's leg. Loved the whole wrap up of the end. I liked what Bond did at the end. Picking Pam over Lupe. It was the right decision. A little cheesy, but he he did the right thing. There's nothing
0: little about it. It is fucking cheesy. It is so bad
1: it was the 80s it's, just, it's, just, it's
0: such a big problem with it because it's such a dark movie you see the most brutal deaths in this movie uh, such an open like epic uh, opening of the movie and then you get to like it, the, the ending is so rushed I feel like they're just so ready to end the movie Bond has his quick phone call with Felix which is the mm-hmm. whole fucking reason we're, we're, we're doing everything in this movie it's such a quick phone call Like, he's not even going to see Felix? Like, what are you doing? Like, I'm so pissed off about it. I'm going to go see my boy in the hospital as soon as I know he's okay. But he's so caught up in this love triangle, which I have such a problem with this entire movie. I fucking hate it so much. He's with Lupe, and then he makes eye contact with Pam. And then all of a sudden, it's a problem. He's with Lupe. Like, all of a sudden, oh, maybe I made the wrong decision. And then he jumps in the pool to make out with Pam to end the movie with a winking fish. I fucking hated it with so much. Winking I, fish. <laughs> yeah, I fucking hated it so much. Like I love the villain deaths and I hated the conclusion so much. I gave it a six. Like I, I it, it canceled so much out for me on this conclusion, how rushed and how cheesy it was on how such a dark movie it is. I, I just fucking hated it. I don't, like, I
3: don't well, know. With all due respect, I think you're underplaying how good the final action sequences are and taking so much off because you hate the triangle. Now, look, again, it's your score. But what I'm saying is your score stinks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, you would like I, the end because it's I, a giant fish and it reminds you of Carl Stromberg. So I love it. Why Mike is such a <laughs> big I love finish.
3: the winking
4: fish.
1: I Listen, hate for the fish. The
3: I hate the winking every-
4: the winking fish might as well be the double-taking pigeon. Fuck them.
0: Might as well. And it will well be the, the, the robotic, robotic dog, dog or whatever Q has. Yeah. Like it's just some like a comedic yeah. ending. Like I just fucking hated yeah. it. And Yeah,
3: by the way, the, the whole piece is just it's it's rushed. So even yep. if you can figure out a way to successfully navigate the ending love triangle, it's still rushed so
4: you're never going to be able to do it anyway.
0: Just just go see your boy in the hospital, Bond. What the fuck are you doing?
4: Right. No, uh, Trey, you make a good point. Very solid points. It's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna move on my score because how strong the deaths were, and yeah, I, I do think I respect as, it as as much as the conclusion was rushed. I still think it did a good job to close every circle that they had. I'll stick I'll stick with my nine, but I do I do appreciate you pointing out that they rushed a lot of the the end sequences after the deaths. After, after every villain saw their demise, everything else was rushed.
0: Right. I, I feel like the love triangle should have been sorted out prior to that.
3: I mean, look, we all... It, every movie can't be Tolkien's Return of the King, right? Where the war ends and there's still 45 minutes left of the movie. But, but yeah, this was rushed.
4: Well, you're talking about the best film ever made, so...
0: Uh, well, that's another debate
4: for another... <laughs> you, you, you talk, you're talking <laughs> about Caddyshack? Uh, I'm, I'm talking about Lord of the Rings Return of the King being the best film ever made.
1: Two you Towers mean, is better. You mean Anaconda?
4: Two Towers is good. Return of the King is best. Two Towers is better. Extended edition. Get snakes, it. Snakes on a plane. Snakes on a plane.
0: Just give me more Count Dooku. All right, wrap it up. More
4: Count Dooku. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Think all right, all. fellas. So do you want me to start with the high score or the low score? Well, let's go low to high. Let's go low to high. Trey. Trey boy. He stinks. It, I mean, listen. I gave
0: it a high score, guys. It's just it's, not as high as your guys. He's,
4: high not score. A, he's not as high as most of us, but it's still a high score. Trey started with Plot as an eight. And then, again, correct me if I'm wrong on any of these scores because yeah. I'm trying to pull this live. You got him, You got Bond performance at an eight. Yep. Bond villain, 8.5. Yes. Bond girl is six. Yes. Guns Cars Gadget a seven. Correct. Song opening sequence an eight. Yes. Supporting cast seven point five. Correct. Chase Fight Scene a seven. Yep. Quotes a seven. Yep. Conclusion death six. Correct. So I got you at a seventy-three overall. Absolutely. After you would be me. And I'm a seventy eight, which for me this is this is putting this film overall score in my top five for the moment. I don't know. I don't know if it'll finish in top five, but it's it's there at the moment. I've got my plot at a nine, Bond Performance 8.5, Bond Villain at 9, Bond Girl 6.5, Guns cars Gadgets a 6, Song Opening Sequence a 9, Supporting Cast 8.5, Chased and Fight Scene a 6.5, Quotes a 6, Conclusions Death at 9. Next highest score is Mike, which takes a little bit of a jump. It goes to 82 overall. Mike's got the plot at an 8.5. Bond performance at an 8. Bond villain, 9.5. Bond girl, an 8. Guns, cars, gadgets, a 7. Song opening sequence, a 9.5. Supporting cast, an 8. Chase a fight scene, 8.5. Quotes, a 6. Conclusions death, 9. Got it. All right, and then John, Soup, high-scoring Soup, eighty-two point five overall. Just nice. a, a little hair hair above Mike, but I got plot at a nine, Bond performance a nine, Bond villain nine point or not yet yeah, nine point five, Bond girl six point five, Guns, Cars, Gadgets six point five, song opening sequence nine point five, supporting cast an eight chasing fight scene 8.5 quotes a 6.5 and conclusion and death 9.5 correct so that's 82.5 like listen guys like we knew we knew dalton was going to do well this was the film that we were talking about that was going to do well
3: where does this this average on the critics rankings
4: he only had two films like when we when we were talking in past podcasts how dalton is going to score well in our our films this is the one that we're referencing yeah. because living daylights is is okay this is a good film so the critic rankings for license to kill are low i'll give you that um, at best it scored a 4 and that was the filmmagazine.com the, that's
0: that's good for this movie i feel that's like that's a really a good four? that's really good
4: it scored 4 but It's only scored in the top five twice. The next one was a five, and that was GWW.com. Wherever the fuck
0: that is.
3: On the overall, when you averaged everything out, where does it land? Low.
4: So it is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. License to Kill is average 15 overall. That's criminal. It's below the living daylights. That's criminal. It, it's below specter. It's below live and let die. It's below for your eyes only.
1: I feel like a lot of people don't have a bias towards Like we grew up when like GoldenEye was coming out. Like the older people probably grew up during the Moore or Connery era. Not many people grew up in the very short window of the Timothy Dalton era. And I think that might be a small factor.
4: Listen, they put, they put, you only live twice above license to kill. You only live twice scores really high on the critic ranking. It it, it will not score well in our overall ranking when we Don't live twice stinks. When we when we put all of our overall rankings together and figure out like our average for everything, mm-hmm. this will not do well.
0: What's uh what's our overall right. average? Do we have like the the rankings of where it's at right now? are uh,
4: the at? I, I haven't – i I've got everyone's individual rankings, but I don't have, as a group, what our rankings look like.
3: I think okay. we should – um maybe what we'll do, and perhaps we do like in a three-quarter podcast where now that we're getting ready to move into Brosnan and, and Craig, maybe we should just kind of, based on our points, I mean, we can – see See what the actual world looks like.
4: Listen, we're 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 just about to cover uh Lazenby. So if we wanted to do any other like one quarter halfway through stuff mm-hmm. like that, we can jump in and, and still just we yeah. can talk about where we stand as a group on like what we've scored so far if we wanted to, even if we wanted to go like ahead of what we've already recorded. We can just have like a little half hour Sure. Yeah.
1: Like like, a Sean Connery tribute podcast or something. Review his life. I'm I'm just saying, like, where we just play clips of the rock.
4: No, let's like, like, let's catch us up where we're at right now. Like this is this is what the group has scored it Mm -hmm. to this day. Can I can tolerate all those? It's like, you know, uh, I like that idea. That's that's easy information to to just put in put into a spreadsheet and figure out. All right, this is what our average is for this film.
3: I mean, I think we should do it. I don't think we should do it on the quarter, but like now that we're a decent way through, before like now this this, this I've always found and for us right the series makes a major shift in Golden Eye right that's when our fandom really really started. So yeah. you know we should. I mean, you got. 15 16 movies at this point we should put out a a rank like an aggregate ranking of our of of where the movies are based on our scores and then we can do a 20 minute podcast about oh hey you know license to skill license to kill scored higher than this and this but in the overall rankings we actually think this and here's why yeah my all right boys anything else on uh Closing of another chapter in the James Bond series before I take us home. Any final thoughts on, on License to Kill on Timothy Dalton? No,
0: um, top, probably top ten movie for me, guys. Uh, scored at 73 for me in the, uh, I guess, scoring into different categories. But overall, as far as enjoyment level, probably top ten movie. Probably right at that 10-9 range. Trey, right, I'll,
4: I'll take you even further than that. I think it's going to flirt with my top five.
3: I'm I'm with in, you. This is a top five this is a top five movie from
4: in, in overall enjoyment. I don't know I don't know if like the actual score will be there but yeah this this is I mean I just based off of my enjoyment I'll probably flirt with like Spy Who Loved Me kind of kind of range around mm-hmm. there. I don't think it'll be quite as high as we'll say Goldfinger or Casino Royale sure. or something like that but I, I, I think it's pretty good. Off the top
0: of my head, I'm thinking GoldenEye, Skyfall, Casino Royale, Goldfinger, Spy, Love Me, Honor, Majesty. I like more than this film, so maybe maybe a little bit closer and Just I'd say top ten.
4: Yeah, no. For for me, I mean, you're you're a lot higher on Honor, Majesties than I am. I know Mike is too, mm-hmm. but I think I think this comes in higher for me okay. than than Honor, Majesty. It might even it might even be higher than Spy Who Loved Me. Spy? I don't know. Uh, like I just really love watching this film. I can rewatch it a million yeah. times.
0: I agree with you on that. It's, uh, it's easy to watch. It's fun to watch.
4: Yeah, it's a good it's a good Bond film in the fact that it's totally different than anything else you're you're comparing it to. Yeah, it's pretty good. I think overall everyone everyone had good good takes on this.
1: Fun movie, short uh, Bond career for Timothy Dalton. I loved what I saw in the two movies. I wish we had more. Always will be a personal favorite. Top four movie for me. Ooh, top four. And the fact right. that I, top four it means it's top, it's fourth because otherwise I'd say top three. Yeah. To
0: To wrap up Dalton, I think we started out saying he's serviceable, which he was in the first movie. I think he did very well in the second movie. Um. I think he gets a bad rap for just doing two films. I think he was actually a very good Bond. Um, yeah, more so than what we see Brosnan do in his final movies. Um, but enjoyed Timothy Dalton as Bond.
4: Hit his groove, man. This was this was his wheelhouse. This like this film was basically his his portrayal of Bond in like a T. He was dark. He was ominous. He was ruthless. I loved everything about Dalton playing Bond in *License to Kill*, and I can't say that about *Living Daylights*.
0: Except, except when he tries to kiss her girl, especially his best friend's girl. Cringe.
4: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'll get. I'll give you that. I'll give you that.
3: All right, we're getting out of this podcast I love you. You're too much.
2: I have something for you. <sighs> it's a lock of my hair.
1: Gosh. Oh, it's getting late. Um, I've got to go. Uh, but thank you. Every, it's been wonderful.
3: Ellen, wait.
0: If you have nothing to do later, please come back. I'm gonna make pasta.